Hello, Dat Fam. It's Ben Birch here, coming at you for a little bit more of. Oh, yes, Harry Plopper. Thank you so much for checking out Dat Heroic Endeavors. We're currently recording and streaming remotely so we can all be safe during the COVID 19 pandemic. If you're interested, consider joining our Patreon so you can unlock access to these podcast episodes. Get this one week earlier than the rest of the world. Of course, the best way to directly support this podcast is to rate, follow, review, subscribe on iTunes iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, I mean, wherever it is that you're listening to us on. And remember, if you're loving the sounds, the music that immerse you into our game, those are provided by Sirenscape. You can add those sounds and more when you download the Sirenscape desktop or mobile app. The app is $0. Just use the link in the description to let them know that we sent you. Thanks again and enjoy the show. Hey, everybody, it is six o'clock. It is Friday night, and that means it is time for Dragons of Things Heroic Endeavors. Welcome to the stream where we do things and roll dice, and it is a good time for everybody. We do it. You'll note that this week we have Lamar back with us. We are also saying hello to Candice for the second time this week. Uh, Jamie is hanging out with us. Jared is here. And uh, Ben Birch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love Ben. I hate his character, but I love Ben. Uh, Fan Ray Mathel is in big trouble. It began shortly after the doctors were rescued from unknown assailants at the end of our last episode. By the end of the day, messages were popping up all over the city, city, all supposedly from the Green Lady, all demanding that justice be brought down against Houth's Mithel. Not long after that, a small garden of Rescaba fruit was discovered on a plot of land owned by House Mithel. Hired workers were attacked by ruffians in brown robes, drawing attention to the otherwise unnoticed garden just outside the city. The green lady's messaging became clear and more pointed soon after. The fruit is sacred, its cultivation forbidden. The city would burn if House Mithel's sacrilege went unpunished. The city's populace, scared, wounded, and desperate for an end to the constant chaos plaguing their streets, didn't spend too much time examining these messages, the claims of sacrilege, or why all of a sudden this green lady was explicitly calling out House Mathel as the reason for their torment. They simply grabbed pitchforks, lit torches, and prepared to excise the sin from their city. Now, House Mathel is surrounded by an angry mob. They're demanding everyone inside surrender themselves to be given to this green lady, even though nobody even knows who she is or what she is. Fanray, you were luckily not at home when the house came under siege, but your father was. Luckily, HEI has decided to throw some resources into keeping your family safe, if for no other reason than to investigate this further and protect themselves from accusations of working alongside House Mathel, if they are indeed at fault. A lot of you are now in an HEI conference room with a scarred elf administrator who looks tired but determined. Well, green lady or no, we aren't going to let the mob tear a licensee's family apart in the streets. Who is up for a bit of a rescue? However, the scarred elf administrator warns that discretion is essential. If you can move Lord Mithel without the people even knowing that you were there, that would be best. We certainly don't want any violence. Our PR department is already swamped after a licensee burned an unturned polym victim to death in the streets just a few days ago with alchemist fire. 
Fan Ray. I would normally place you in protective custody, but I feel that your intimate knowledge of the manor might be the only way to get in a team in and out safely. So if you have no objections, I think you should be on the ground for this one. Which brings us to my next point. Do you know of any way for us to reach your father undetected? What do you do? Uh, well, um, there might be an entrance that others wouldn't know about. Um, it would be uh, through the mausoleum outside of our house. There's a mausoleum outside of your house? Well, I mean, it's... I don't know. Jim, help. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, you uh, know that uh, Mithel Manor has not always been in the, it's in the family, um, and it was purchased uh, from a previous house who were well known for burying their their dead on site. Um, it was one of the reasons that the manor was so cheap uh, and it was purchased so readily was because nobody else would, would do so because they feared that the grounds might be cursed. Your father, however, had no such... Uh, he, he saw a deal and he knew that he was going to jump on it. So he uh, perhaps unwisely purchased the house. Yes, there is a mausoleum near our property. Uh, it it does lead into the basement of the house. I um, have never been through the basement, never been in it, but we can reach the house from that point. Well, I mean, this is certainly news to me. I've never heard of any any such any such passage. So if I have, if I don't know anything about it, we can assume that many others do not. Perhaps, indeed, this is the way in. Any of the resources that you might require are yours, but again, I must urge you not to confront this mob. We do not want any um, any violence, if it's at all possible, to avoid. We've been dealing with quite a few accusations, uh, knowing that House Mithel is, uh, has partnered with with HEI in a number of past adventures, or past ventures, has uh, put us in quite a bit of exposure, and we don't want to uh, increase that or give the mob any reason to uh, uh, further sling mud in our direction. Of course, we will uh, stay as far away from the people of uh, as possible. <laughs> Excellent. Well, if you have no further questions, I suggest you move. There's no telling how long the people are going to quietly wait for the members of House Mithel to surrender themselves. Hmm. I am ready when everyone else is. We, we get shocky stick? Like no, for animals, no, no shocky sticks. Um, Don't hurt people. And no... No, no, no shocky sticks, um, no pointy sticks, oopsie, um, none of that. And no catapult at all? Uh, no, no siege weaponry either, no, I, uh, no, we will not be, no, no, um, uh, I think Fenray might know the finer points of discreetly entering a location, uh, without arousing the anger of, of those who might be surrounding it. Perhaps you should defer to her on this particular... Oh, oh, wait, who let that child in here? Why is he back here? Yes? Um, yes, well, um, hello, everyone. My name's Harry Plopper, um, and I, um, 
I I might know a few things about um, mausoleums and um, cemeteries and yes. A strange, creepy child, and I don't know why our organization has chosen to hire you. We're exposing <laughs> ourselves to huge amounts of liability, and it's a PR disaster. But for some reason, here you are. Oh y- yes, well. I mean, the good news is, is that if if I die, I'm I'm already dead. We can all be thankful for that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, okay. Listen, Fenray, where will we go? Uh, Yes, Uh, and Fenray will lead them through the town, the outside of town as much as possible to the Uh, mausoleum. Absolutely. You begin making your way towards uh, Mithel Manor. Uh, Khan is randomly poking Fanray's, like, arm and stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, Khan, is is there something you need to say? You are a stone. Last time I saw you, now you're no longer a stone. Everything's been terrible, and things have been happening, and now the green lady's going to come and kill us all, and now you're here, and I don't, I've never seen you ever since, and I don't know what to do. The green lady is not going to kill any of us. It will be fine. Thankfully, you all helped me. I am no longer stone. I am here in the flesh, and we are going to save my father. Yes? Okay. Um, you, we go through basement, though, yeah? Yeah. Uh, Yes. Yeah. O- oopsie, read in book that that hags in basement. You have hags in house basement. I don't know. I have. To your never... knowledge, there are no hags in the basement. <laughs> no. I've never been in there, but I don't believe there are hags in our basement. Should have got the... a shocky stick. <laughs> the rumored uh, tunnels that lead from the the mausoleum to the house. Um, you know that there was uh, there's an access point to these tunnels in the basement, but it was bricked up uh, when you were a child, and you were always forbidden ever from going near it. Your father had originally hoped to use those tunnels uh, for some of his more ill-advised schemes, but after sending several surveyors into the tunnels <laughs> who never came back up, he just immediately bricked up that that area of the basement and never spoke of it again um and they all and everybody just tries to pretend it doesn't exist um the problem is your father can't uh sell the land because nobody would have purchased it except for him in the first place so he's kind of stuck with it so they'd simply been bricked up and forgotten about uh, as much as possible but to your knowledge, there are no hags in the basement itself. The basement is theoretically safe. Theoretically, oopsie. Theoretically being the key word there, I believe. Theoretically got my glaive out. <laughs> <You're gone. laughs> Dang, oopsie. <laughs> um, uh, Shayog walks over to Harry and says, Hello, little man. I'm Shayog. Oh, um, hello, hello, Shayog. Um, my name's Harry Topper. Uh, how old are you? Oh, uh, I, I, I believe I'm around 11 years old, but I don't know if age really affects me anymore. Um, you see, I, I died many times. Oh, sounds like a good time, yeah. Oh, yes, um, every time, well, no. Dying isn't very fun, um, but but it is an interesting experience now, isn't it? 
Well, I have to take your word for it. <laughs> okay. Uh-oh. You're a very strange little man. Okay, bye. Uh, all, away. all right. Uh, Barry uh, is like walking next to Khan as far away from Harry Plopper <laughs> as possible. He's randomly looking over at him uh, and like making a huff. And then mm-hmm. Khan's like, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know, Barry. I don't know. I don't know. Things. Fanray was a Fanray was a rock, no longer a rock, and now there's a small child that should be dead, not dead. I don't know what's going on anymore. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, Barry. Oh, I'm just looking forward to going into basement. I don't know what that is, but let's go. Yeah. Harry will actually walk over uh, to Kanchaka and go. I'm, I'm. Ex- Yes, yes, uh, uh, young young man, yes. person. Hello, my name is Eric Clopper, um, and I was just wondering, are you speaking to that bear? Oh, oh yeah, that's Barry. He's he's my friend. Uh, oh. Hi, I'm Count Shaka from the Shaka Con. Uh, oh, it's oh. nice to meet you. You don't look so well, or like, well, hi, hi, yes. Uh, don't don't worry. If I if I need to heal or anything, I'll I'll find a way. That's good. I can heal you if you want me. To. I can I can heal people. I'm good uh, at that. Uh, I am a I am a druid. No no thank you no thank you. no thank you no. <laughs> but, okay, but can okay. you be healed? Like, do we just? Do you eat bats? I mean, I'm sorry. Is that? Re- I'm sorry. I don't. I don't know. Do I? I don't. Do I eat bats? I don't. No. Uh, um, this is sometimes it gets very confusing. Yes. Um, but I just I, whenever something has just died, I must feast upon their flesh. Okay, that's um, a sentence. Fan Ray, Fan Ray. <laughs> he starts walking. Yes, more. yes. Let's, let's keep walking. I'm very sorry. Um, you you did say you were a druid, uh, did uh, you not? Oh yes, I'm a druid. I like I like doing druid things. And Barry, he's chill with me. He's my he's my he's my friend. Do, do you do you happen to know any hag druids? No. I don't really know. I don't really know many people. Like I, I was pretty much just hanging out in the forest until someone told me I had to get a job, and so I got a job with HE headquarters. And then I met all these guys, and they don't really send me on too many things without Oopsie. I don't know. He, he's like always there, and, and that's cool. I like Oopsie. And then we did one with Fanway, and then she became. Anyway, um, no, I know no hag druids. It's well. me and Barry. If you ever find a, a hag druid, I'm, I'm desperately trying to find them because they came to me one time, this hag druid, and said, you're a wizard, Harry. And um, and then I was a wizard. And and that was that. Well, well, on hand. Strange. <laughs> 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 it, it's that it's I was a part of the setup and didn't even know. <laughs> um, uh, if I find a hadrid that's not trying to kill us instantly, or you know, also cursing me, I will let them know that 
Uh, they say that you are a, a, a wizard now. I, I, thank you. Yes. Um, hopefully there's no Hagrid's in Fanny's <laughs> basement. If there are, uh, that's bad because there's nowhere to go from basement. I don't really like dark, like that, <laughs> like dark with no sky. But we're gonna find out because because we have to to save Fanny's pops from the angry people because apparently her family brought the wrath of the uh, of the of the bad lady, the bad green lady. Yep, that's what happened. No, it's we don't know about that, but. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. We totally Let's... don't know. We know nothing. Yes, that is correct. Hey, Barry, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Barry is very displeased in the presence of Harry Plopper. Does not know how to handle an undead creature just roaming around. So he Drop just is, is like edging away from him and like shaking and acting all nervous and doesn't like this at all. Well, yeah. um, great though is that he doesn't have to be close to Harry Plopper because Harry Plopper is at the very end of this party for sure. You, it, oh yeah. You all have to slow down in order for Harry to keep up. You're all walking approximately one third slower so that <laughs> Harry Plopper can maintain his uh, position in the group. At that point, Fanry just picks up Harry Plopper like potato sack over the shoulder. We have places to be. You need to move faster. If this is the only way it's possible, then I will carry you. Yes, I'm so sorry. Yes. Well, are we there yet? (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Uh, You soon come within sight of a very large uh, and elaborate looking manor on the edge of the the city of Cavalosha. And you do indeed see that there is a group of angry looking people with the, uh, the stereotypical, the archetypical, uh, pitchforks and torches uh, and there is a lot of shouting uh, and uh, but nobody appears to really like they've all crowded around the house though you don't see that it looks like anybody has made any attempt to actually enter the house like there are no broken windows no rocks are flying nothing of the sort people are just uh, uh, this, this huge group uh, maybe a hundred hundred and fifty people are all just like outside the house yelling uh, very difficult to sort of tell what they're yelling about though you would imagine uh it's probably something about uh, uh house Mithel and and dragging them out into the streets now as you are approaching we will go into a really cool system uh, uh that that i i found in the, the gm's guide which is uh infiltration So the way this is going to work is that there are a series of challenges between you and your goal, and you can navigate them by selecting appropriate skills and making checks. Uh, When you (laughs) succeed on your checks, obviously, you manage to make progress without being noticed. If you fail your checks, you may even be able to make progress, but it might have consequences uh, that are generally undesirable. As you are making your way towards this group, you realize that you could simply sneak by them, making a group stealth check. Or you are possessed of the means, uh, and if you have an idea for some kind of distraction to draw the crowd's attention, you could attempt a deception check to try to create a distraction that will allow you to slip onto the grounds unnoticed by the mob. How do you as a group think you should proceed? 
Um, Conchaka. Um, uh, hi. Fairy, fairy do dances. I was thinking fairy do dances, but uh, I don't. I'm not really a good liar, or kind of like I really don't go because bears don't sneak. So either way, bear could do dances, but bear might just be doing you know regular dances. <laughs> and here's the thing. I am quite sneaky, and I can help all of you be sneaky if you would like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Maybe we do both? You could try to do both. Jim Jam, uh, would you say it's very light outside? Uh, currently, yes. It is pretty early in the day. Okay. My... Sorry, Ben, go ahead. No, go for it. Uh, my only concern with Barry dancing is once Barry is done and he follows us, would someone not see him come inside or um, uh, go into the mausoleum? Maybe, but I don't. I haven't really met anybody who like chases after a bear, especially if they're not like actual hunters. Most people go like, "Ah, oh, bear," and they don't understand that they're actually pretty lovable and friendly creatures. They're kind of like dogs, who are kind of smarter. But yeah. Barry's a good dancer. Uh, anybody who wants can make either a nature or society check. Mm-hmm. I will make a nature check because oh. that is what I do. That's yeah. the whole purpose of me being here. Nature society check. was 18 for me. Uh, that will okay. be a 26 for nature. Uh, you are fairly confident <laughs> that you. Barry would provide an excellent distraction regardless of what he chooses to do simply because the city is so on edge and this idea that that's sort of this that nature is uprising to reclaim the city. Uh, Barry's mere presence would create such a distraction uh, that he doesn't even really have to dance if he doesn't want to. In fact, I would allow you to substitute an intimidation check if you use Barry as a distraction because people might uh, scatter at the sight of a large beast at this point. Barry dance? Barry dance, we sneak? Yeah. Yay! Barry, come here. Barry. Okay. Barry. Be a bear. Be a bear of those people. Go down. Uh, 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 bear noises. Stereotypes, Barry. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that. I know, but you have to go sneak, okay? Go be a stereotype. Okay. <laughs> uh, make a nature check. To see if you can get Barry to follow these instructions. Uh, that would be a 16. That is sufficient. That well, uh, Barry seems to understand what he is to do uh, and sort of readies himself to go basically galumphing toward the crowd, looking big and scary as he possibly can, uh, which should hopefully scatter enough people and provide enough of a distraction that you can slip onto House Nathel grounds without attracting notice. Ooh. So on your signal, he is ready to do that. And when you uh, when when this occurs, you can make an intimidation check. Uh, for Barry. All right, Lady Fenray, let's do this. Barry, now! Oh, there's the mob. Uh, that is a 17? 17 is a success. 
That was a barely a success. Galumping towards the crowd, roaring, uh, his jaws wide. Uh, People notice this, turn (laughs) towards him, and as soon as the whole crowd has sort of turned towards him, he rises up on his hind legs and begins swatting at the air with his paws, and the people begin to freak out, uh, and they are screaming, and you see that some of them scatter into the streets. They're all trying so hard to get away from Barry that this is your moment to leap into action. So you all begin making your way onto uh, onto the manor grounds. You know, Fanray, that you need to get to the rear acres of the house. They actually have a very large plot of land behind the house itself, uh, and you need to, to get your way through uh, a, a, an iron gate to get there. But luckily, you have the keys to do that. So you, uh, using Barry's incredible distraction, you get through the gate, uh, and begin huffing, uh, huffing, hoofing it across the the large expanse of uh, overgrown and ill kempt lawn towards a large stone mausoleum in the distance. And without attracting any notice from the people who are outside the front of the house, you manage to make it there. However, you do know that Barry uh, is still outside the gate, and it looks like. Uh, if you want to try to go back for him, you can, but it would require you to make another check to do so. Or Barry is Barry would, would know enough to, to sort of avoid any danger. He would simply be sort of out of commission until you can go and rejoin him later. Uh, Khan, this is your decision. Bears should not be in basements. Khan just kind of makes a bunch sure. of hand signals go get food. yeah barry knows enough to <laughs> to not get in trouble with the crowd uh you know he scares a bunch of these people any of them that might make their way towards him instead you know he knows enough not to hurt anybody so he just sort of backs off and begins running through the streets uh he knows he knows enough of the city especially getting back to to hei that you're confident that he will be he will be a-okay until you can retrieve him later uh however uh, that does does put him out of the commission for the moment. However, you have made it safely and unnoticed to the mausoleum. Uh, you go inside and you note that there is uh, sort of all four walls of the mausoleum uh, have uh, uh, name plaques, and you can tell that a lot of people have been buried in the walls. However, there is also a central sarcophagus here uh, with a the facade of a, of a richly dressed, armed and armored nobleman. Now, Fanray, you know that there is a trick to opening the tunnels that will lead down uh, beneath the grounds and under the foundations of the house. However, you've never done this before and you were always forbidden from coming out here as a child and as an adult it just you just never did this so you know that there is some kind of a trick here there's something that that there's some secret way of of getting into the the tunnels beneath the grounds you could make a thievery check to uh, identify the mechanism and try to force it in some way or some of you, as you're looking around, are starting to wonder if perhaps the names and the plaques, uh, if there might, there, there are some weird inconsistencies that don't make sense. Perhaps a society check would reveal some clue as to how to properly open and open this mechanism. It is up to you to, pr- to decide how to proceed. Um, oh, God. That was a thievery. I 
I'm not too shabby myself. I don't like society. I didn't figure out anything about society with a nine. Oh, I got a nine too! <laughs> oh, oh you this is Candace, this is... <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> uh, thievery check would be 22 for me. So, just just out of curiosity, Harry Plopper and Shayog were, were attempting this uh, society check, society correct? Check. Yes. Yeah, so, yes. So, Harry Plopper, you note that a lot of the names and dates don't make any sense, and you note that in some places, the plaques, there are letters in the names that are emphasized where they shouldn't be, and it you start... You start like pushing on some of these and uh, trying to shift them uh, and trying to see if there is some kind of a, a, a clue as to as to what will open the way forward. And something does shift. Um, and you note, though, that uh, it, it doesn't seem to shift in the way you want it to. The middle sarcophagus in this in this room actually sinks a little bit and you hear this weird grinding of gears uh almost like tension is building um and fanray you know uh just from your basic knowledge of 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 mechanisms like this that what harry plopper has done has actually um uh 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 Oh, not broken, but it has actually tightened the gears to a point where they will be far more difficult to open. Oh no! Should you be forced to try things through a more mechanical route? Mm-hmm. Um, but you also note that that uh, Shayog is doing the exact same thing that Harry Plopper is doing, yeah, uh, and she's fair. also just like, "Oh wait, no, here, here, this is wrong too." And she starts pushing on things and shifting things around, uh, and and the mechanism tightens even further. Uh, and you note that now. Um, something in there is is almost certainly broken, and opening it will be extremely difficult at this point. Um, but it may be the only way forward because they have so thoroughly mucked up uh, whatever the proper mechanism for opening this was. Sorry. Everyone, take your hands off whatever you are touching. Please, oh. stop whatever you are doing. Oopsie. You said you have some skill in thievery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oopsie, oopsie, good too. All right. I think it might be up to us unless someone else has something to say. <clears throat> I miss Barry. <laughs> that is something appropriate to say. Yes, we all miss Barry. Mm. All right, let's do this. Uh, should we roll over those checks from earlier, Jim, or... Uh, no, I would roll. not do that. Go ahead and just make a thievery <laughs> check. Okay. Can we both do it, or would it be better for... Uh, me? Each, each check is an attempt, so if everybody just starts rolling, uh, I would have to resolve them in a, in a certain order, so okay. you can all attempt it, but, but just let me know who's, who's trying this first kind of deal. Jared, you or me? Uh, I'll do it. Okay. I rolled a 23. 23. Um, despite the fact that Harry Plopper and Shayog have have really messed things up, uh, you managed to actually find a, a panel in the, the stone sarcophagus that is a false panel. You rip it aside, you see that there is actually a mechanism for raising and lowering this sarcophagus. Uh, and you begin tinkering with it. 
uh, and and sort of uh, switching things around and trying to figure out how it operates. Uh, and then all of a sudden, everything just sort of one of the gears had slipped, and so you sort of like knock it back into place. And all of a sudden, the process that Harry Plopper and Shayag started begins up again, and the the sarcophagus itself actually properly begins to sink much, much lower, 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 until it disappears into the floor, shifts to the left, and reveals a staircase that leads down into a dusty, unknown depth. Oh, good. So you only could do little better. <laughs> I am a human, aren't I? Yep. Okay. Um... <laughs> Popper guy, you go first. Are you sure you want that? Yeah, he already did. I guess so. And hang in the basement. Kill, kill Popper guy. But he, he's a child. We should uh, take that into account. I think. Uh, it, it's okay, uh, Plopper boy. Uh, and she uh, she takes out her falchion and she says, "I follow you. Let's go." All right. Um. <laughs> Petruno expectus. Um, and he casts dancing lights. Okay. Um, so that now there are these uh, these dancing lights around him. Uh, very good because it is very dark down in the tunnels. So those of you who cannot see in the dark would have had much, uh, uh, quite a mm-hmm. bit of trouble. However, thanks thanks to Harry Plopper, it'll only be mildly annoying because he's there. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be fair, Achieving I didn't it. need that. That was for the group. Right? So, That's true. You actually have dark vision as a zombie. As a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> you make your way down this short spiral staircase and are now standing in a dusty catacomb tunnel. Um, you can see that uh, this place has long been disused. There are no signs of recent passage, uh, which makes a lot of sense because, once again, nobody has been allowed down here ever since that uh, those first fateful trips down here where people were lost and never returned. However, you do note that there are several ways that you can go. Um, and in order to navigate these tunnels successfully, you could attempt a survival check to, to navigate your way towards the foundations of the house. Or you note that some of these markings uh, appear to be uh, barely recognizable as um, uh, it is very likely that these catacombs were built by priests of Yamanka. And the way that they mark things as they build outward uh, is often, an ind- it's almost like a, they, they almost like, build the blueprint into the markings of the place so that mm. uh, people who study it can uh, sort of uh, understanding the construction of a place is part of, is, is, is sort of a holy and religious thing for y- followers of Yamanka. So if you could interpret their markings with a religion check, you could actually figure out how these tunnels all connect and how they lead uh, to the center but it would require mm. that. Uh, so survival or religion is well, going to get you through this. Harry is leading the group right now. So uh-huh. I believe I should give you a survival check to see how mm-hmm. well we go. Mm-hmm. Oh, very nice. Well. What was that? 12? 12, <laughs> 12, you say. Okay. So... 
Harry begins leading you through these tunnels. Uh, and he seems to know where he's going. Like he just starts going very confidently down into the darkness. And so you all think, well, surely he must know where it is that he's going. Um, and he is like sort of like, uh, you note that there are several areas down here where some of the stonework has crumbled and the the tunnels have sort of, uh, the, there's this rank smell and um, there are actually uh, areas in the wall where, where it looks like people have been buried and you see that some of those graves have been opened um, and there are these weird like molds and funguses growing all over where those corpses were buried. And Harry is just like plowing through these things um, because he does not fear disease. However, the rest of you, the rest of you very much do. Um, and not only after a while, like Harry kind of looks back at you and he's like, um, oh wait, th that's the staircase we came down. Oops. Uh, so not only have you got made no progress, but I do need every, I do need everybody except for Harry Plopper who cannot be diseased to make a fortitude save. Ooh, that's the wrong one. Uh, 17 on my fortitude save. Okay. You you meant to say will save, right, Jim? No. Okay, so you're going <laughs> to stick to that fortitude one? Definitely going to stick to it. Okay, because I would really appreciate it if it was will. Um, oh, not terrible. 16? Okay, okay. 18 for oopsie. Oopsie, okay, and Shayog. I'm going to use my edge and make it a 16. 16 for Shag. So, uh, you, you, uh, all end up right back where you started and uh, you might be a little frustrated with Harry Plopper, but you don't otherwise feel like, uh, you, you have any choice, but to, to carry on and try again. Um, However, um, Fan Ray, you do feel a little something. <gasps> and I need you to roll a D six for me. Six. The two. Two. Okay. Okay. This is an interesting one. This one uh, is a uh, feedback loop. The first time each round that someone targets you with an attack that deals hit point damage, you take a penalty uh, equal to 1d6 to your armor class or saving throw if required. Oh, no. If the attack is successful against your newly modified throw, saving throw or uh, armor class, your opponent takes damage equal to the penalty that you had to impose on yourself. Whoa. If the attack is unsuccessful, you gain resistance against the type of damage that would have been dealt uh, equal to the roll until the end of the triggering creature's next turn. So basically, you're going to add, you're going to subtract. 1d6 from your armor class or savings throw every single time that you uh, are attacked every round. Um, and, or, uh, and if if your opponent hits you, they actually are going to take a little bit of damage. And if they still miss you, even with your penalties, then you gain some uh, bonus resistance to the damage that they might deal later. So, oh, nice. no. Yep. It's good That's stuff. cool. I like that one, Jim Jam. It's good yeah. stuff. Cool. Okay. So I think I have the notes, but... I will, uh, I'll have it up too. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll remember you. for you if it all gets weird. Thank you. Uh, but that's only going to affect FanRay. That is a FanRay only thing. Oh. oh. So none of the rest of you have to worry about it. Thank God. It's nice. Okay. <laughs> um, going to be like, oh, okay, uh, Mr. Plopper, I think I'm going to take over the whole 
guiding us through the catacombs thing? Unless Lady yes. Fanra, you know No? Okay, I'll, I'll... Oh, Please, go ahead. Oh, that's not bad. Uh, 18 on the die, plus what, survival? That is correct. 26. 26. Uh, Having been able to remember, you, you actually uh, remember the tunnels that Harry Plopper led you through uh, very, very well. You were able to make a very, very good mental map of the places. So you're basically just able to, basically, you just do everything that Harry Plopper didn't do. And that turns out to be the right call. Um, because you eventually come into an area that looks very much like you are under the foundations of the house. Um the labyrinthine catacombs eventually bring you to a large central chamber, and by every estimate, you are now directly beneath Mithel Manor. The foundations of that build that uh, of that building hold what is clearly a large tomb. The mosaic tile floor depicts the sun and moon rotating about a great stone sarcophagus, a clear testament to the tomb occupant's narcissistic worldview. On one end of the chamber, you see an archway before a spiral staircase that leads up, you presume, into the bricked-up portion of the basement. As you take in the view of this chamber, a rustling sound of chainmail slithers through the air, and as you turn toward the shadows from which it came, you see two dull pinpricks that can only be the malevolent red gaze of some long-forgotten tomb guardian. Wretched thieves, I will eat your lives and you will serve to God the treasures you have come to take. And it is now time to roll initiative. What are we uh, what are we adding our perception to this? Uh, this can be perception. Kanshaka, you can have survival if you would like, since you were specifically tracking. Um, and I don't believe anybody else was moving in any other way, so it would be perception would be your, your guiding light at this point. Good thing they are the exact same number, so it would be uh, 8 plus 14, 22. 22, very nice for Kanshaka. 30, 10, 20 for Fanray. 30, 20 for Fanray. Shayog? 17. 17 for Shayog. Oopsie. 19. Okay. And Harry Plopper. A wizardly 12. A wizardly 12. (laughs) Well, unfortunately for me, well, no, I still beat Harry Plopper. Rolled a two on the die and still beat Harry Plopper. I thought for sure I'd be going last. Kanshaka. You react first. You were ready for something. Uh, your your spider sense was tingling before you even stepped foot into this tomb. And now you know just why that was. Some horrible creature is lurching towards you with a sword in its hands and its rotting flesh hanging from its bones. What do you do? Um, I cast Wild Morph and Magic Fang, as you see Khan Shaka's body just kind of like beef up, get a little bit hairier, uh, as close to a bear as possible, but still looking human and having very strong claws. And that's going to take all three of my actions. All right. So Khan Shaka becomes as close to a bear as he's ever become. Soon we know that he will finally begin, uh, fully complete his transformation. <laughs> 
But it is Fanray's turn next. You feel a surge of wild magic. You know that you are in a particularly precarious position, and this battle could go any way for you. You now know exactly what happened to those poor surveyors who came down into these tunnels some 14 years ago to try to map them for your father. What do you do? Um, yeah, I... Fanray, would it be two move actions to draw both of my weapons, or can I draw both of them in one action? I believe I, I don't specifically know, but I will say that if you are uh, if you've got uh, two weapon fighting feats, then you would be able to draw both weapons in a single action. Cool. Then I'm going to draw both of my weapons, uh, my rapier and my dagger. Okay. And how far away am I from this? Uh, about 40 feet. This is a very large tomb. Uh, then I am going to move up 30... Nope. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'll move up 30 feet and I'll throw my first dagger. Oh, okay. So you move and throw. <laughs> Go ahead and make an attack roll for me. Uh, dirty 20. Dirty 20. Uh, this this creature moves surprisingly quick, despite its its uh, necrotic form, and it almost gets the sword up in time to actually swat aside the dagger, but it isn't quite quick enough. You barely managed to sneak wow. that blade in. Go ahead and roll damage. Oh, boy. Wow. Uh, all right. That is four points of damage. Four points of damage, and this blade just sinks right into this creature's belly. It barely seems to notice. Uh, it cannot feel pain, but it can feel hatred for the living. Oopsie, it is your turn. Um, hmm. That's- Oopsie will step up ten feet away from the creature. Okay. Uh, one of the creatures. And try and attack with my glaive. Okie dokie. Trying to take advantage of that reach on this thing. Okay. At the same time, I'll say, I whoopsie said there'd be hags. Uh, it's not the greatest. It's only a 17, Jim. Uh, 17, uh, the creature easily swats the glaive blade aside, laughing as it does so. What else do you got for me? I'm going to swing one more time, and I'm going to sure. utilize this edge to offset that penalty. Yeah, that's better. Nope. 18. It's one better. 18, yeah. You're, you're a little faster, but uh, it's this, this creature is quick, agile, and skilled in combat. This could be a tough opponent. Shayog. Shag would like to uh, 40 feet away. Uh, so she's got her falchion out um, and she's going to, I guess, take two of her turns to get up to okay. this creature, right? And then she's yep. going to take one big old final swing. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> A roll to two. So. Ah. <laughs> that's not going to do it. No, that's hardcore not going to do it. Never mind. Just kidding. Okay. After that, it is this creature's turn. Beset by three of you, it does not seem to be too phased. In fact, it begins to laugh even harder, and it's the sound of its of its uh, uh, rattling laugh echoes about the room, and everybody 
needs to make a will save. Oh yeah, that's that's the right one. Yeah, no, um, twenty-four. Is this a death effect, disease, oh, a oh, mental, a paralyzed poison? It is a or mental effect. All right, it is a mental effect. I'm immune. Twenty-six. Twenty-six is a success. Uh, however, even on a success, you are still frightened. One. Jayog, <gasps> <gasps> what was yours? Seventeen. Seventeen is a failure. You are frightened oh, no. too. No. Yikes! What does friend one mean again? Uh, basically, a minus one penalty to all of your attacks and uh, spell DCs. So basically, um, a minus one to everything across the board. Okay. Uh, frightened is reduced by one every single round. So at the end of your, if you're frightened one, at the end of your next round, you drop down to frightened zero. But if you get and, to frightened five, you're dead. That is not true. <laughs> and frightened two is minus, minus two? two to everything across the board. And then if, okay, does it does it go to minus one and then zero? It or will. Just, it'll it'll okay. drop down to minus one and then and then nothing uh, later Got on. It. <laughs> uh, so I know uh, Kanshaka, what was your save? 24 24 is a uh, success so you are just frightened one uh, oopsie so a 17 did not save did no. an 18 an 18 also is a failure that is a minus 2 for you my friend, you are frightened too what if I used my hero point to reroll you could you gave yourself <laughs> I gave myself a hero point when I took over as the bit boss. <laughs> That's the real way to play. That is that is gaming the system, my friend. Yeah. I have to go in and donate all, all of the myself rules. to have a ton of edges. That's much better. Uh, 17 plus 6. 23. 23 is a success. You are only frightened one. Yes. Good uh, job, Jared. This Thanks. creature's hollow laugh reverberates throughout the room, shaking you all to your very oh, core. Some of you more no. than others. Yeah. Uh, and that was two of its actions. It still has one more action, so it is going to stab Sheog with its <sighs> long sword. Of course, of course. It just tries to go right for the throat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is going to be 21 to hit. Yeah. No. Okay. Yes. So... Things happen when it hits you. You note that uh, blood like sprays from the wound as you take 11 points of damage. And all of that blood, instead of like spattering about the room, actually is almost like siphoned into the creature Uh uh, who looks just a little stronger. You do need to make a fortitude save, Shayog, and this will be affected by the frightened condition. That totally would have killed Harry Plopper, that one hit. (laughs) 28, 25, 23, uh, 22. 22 is a success. Okay, okay. so you are uh, you are not drained by this creature's attack, but you can tell that something horrible is is like some so horrible necrotic energy is being channeled through its weapon, and this creature is exceptionally dangerous. That will take us. Uh, that was its third action. So now it is Harry Plopper's turn. Uh, Harry will look at a stone over there uh, on the ground and he'll say Ding God we am so levia and uh, he'll just it, he'll, he'll telekinetic projectile a, a stone at this creature okay I will say that since it is surrounded by your allies it is going to get a plus one bonus to its armor class but oh, you can for, certainly still do that good for, uh, good for it because that's a 13 
13 is a miss. The stone just I goes sailing thought. off into the darkness. <laughs> so that's so one um, w- That's one action and okay. two, two actions, a somatic and a verbal. Okay. So my third action is to be slow for forever. Your, your third action doesn't exist because you've made a horrible character. It is Anshaka's <laughs> turn next. Anshaka, you've got the claws, you've got the fur, but do you have what it takes to make Barry proud? We're going to go ahead and get face-to-face with this uh, big monstrosity. Despite your fear, you rush up and get in this thing's face. Okay, that is uh, two actions to, to fully get up there. All right, I swing. <laughs> you swing. Third action is a swing. Uh, 21. 21 is the hit. Mm. Your claws strike flesh. 2, uh, 8, plus... Uh, seven points of damage, but it is magical. <laughs> okay. You start just tearing away uh, a chunk of this thing's flesh. You know that uh, it's mostly like uh, it's 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 difficult to actually get purchase with your claws. Uh, so you have to like put a little extra oomph into it to rip away some of this thing's grade. A wrinkled skin, but you do manage to do a, a chunk of damage, and that was your third action. So, Fanray, you are up next. Uh, Fanray will draw another dagger. Okay. And this thing is still ten feet away from me. That's correct. So I guess I'll move up and I'll attack with my rapier for the okay. time being. All right. Oh, and it's a 16, so 16 a miss. is a miss, despite all four of you ganging up on this thing. It is still moving with supernatural speed, dodging, blocking, dipping under your blows. It does not seem to be horribly outmatched, which is deeply concerning. Oops, I am going to recruit oh. him to the dodgeball team. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say we replace you with him. Fair. Makes a, lot of, makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I'm going to reach out and touch him, Jim. Okay. Uh, you had stayed 10 feet away to use your glaive yeah, yeah, before, I'll, so you'll have to close that distance. I'll but close that distance. Sure. Uh, reach out and touch him. Okay. Tell and me how that works, because I, I have not seen uh, Lay on Hands used offensively yet. So Let's see. Uh, targets one willing living creature or one undead creature. Okay. I have an attack bonus of five, so I assume it's the equivalent of whatever the touch AC is in this world, right? Uh, there is no such thing as touch AC. You're just attacking its AC. Okay, so I'm after its five. Okay. okay. I'm adding five to this roll. All now, right. The, um, the Frightened, is the Frightened still there or is the Frightened gone? Oh, yes, it is there until the end of your turn. But I was, okay, yes. All right. So minus one to this. Yep. Plus four. It's an 18 on the die. Ooh. So 22? 22 does it. You managed to get your hands on this thing. Uh, You deal 1d6 damage, and it must attempt a basic fortitude save. All right. So it tries to resist your holy power. It snarls in rage uh, and gets a 24 to save. Oh, I assume that saves. Uh, Oh, basic. So uh, two damage. 
What's the what's the save DC? Uh, it actually doesn't say. Huh. I assume it's probably my modifier, which is only a one. Okay. Um, in that case, it would probably be a critical success because mm. if your DC is like eleven or twelve, a twenty-four would be a critical success. And it would take no points of damage. Damn it! My uh, save is thirty-seven. Oh, in that case, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe you. Well, I've wasted everything, but I still have one attack left. That's true. Um, but that is that counts as an attack, right? Yes, that is still so an attack action. Modifier. So this would be as if you attacked a okay. second time. All right. So might as well just to do it. Nine on the die. Meh. No, you. Uh, this thing just like thoroughly shrugs off your your holy power, which causes you uh, to falter momentarily. You've never seen a creature just just ignore you like that. Uh, and then your your follow up strike is feeble, and it just just dances aside without even without, without even looking at you. Um, however, your frightened condition at the end of your round reduces to zero. Kanshaka, yours also reduced to zero at the end of your round. Um, so you guys are no longer frightened. Shayog, however, is frightened too, if I'm not uh, mistaken, and it is uh-huh. your turn. Okay, she's gonna she's gonna take that falchion and take a big old swipe. And All right. And, oh, yeah. Okay. Wait. Minus two. Minus two. So that would be twenty six. Twenty six is a hit. You hit despite your fear, yeah. or perhaps oh, because of it. Because of it. <laughs> Control <laughs> that. Um, oh, and the, is there a minus two to the uh, damage? No, as well? the damage is unaffected. Okay, it, uh, nine, 10, 11, 12. 12 points 12 of damage. Points. A solid hit. Probably the most solid hit that anybody's gotten on this creature. You can <laughs> see that you actually deal significant damage as you dig the blade into its ribs, uh, and it actually catches its attention in a way. Uh, it was almost contemptuous of you all before, but as this this blow lands, you can see its eyes flash red with hatred. And it is uh, that was your first action. Okay, I'd like to take one one more swipe. Okay, this one is going to be at a minus seven total because it is your second attack, and you are still frightened. Oh boy! Oh no! Let's try it, friends. What could go wrong? Everything. A lot of things. A lot of things. I rolled one, so... Oh, that's, that's what could go, go wrong. wrong. Uh, there it is. You, there it is. <laughs> you try to rip your falchion back uh, as you, yeah. you dig it into this thing's ribs. You try to rip it back, and this thing just reaches out uh, and grabs yeah. the hilt of your weapon and twists it aside and throws it across the room oh, before no. you can uh, pull the weapon back to strike again. And now you are unarmed, and this thing is pissed. You do have one action left, Shayog. She, I think Shag would love to back up. <laughs> she would love to be away from that thing. She would, she would love it. That's fair. Yep, that's fair. That's yep. fair. Totally fair. Uh, right. Shag backs up. Uh, your, um, sorry, your frightened condition is reduced by one at the end of your one. round, so you are now frightened one Thank for the next you. round, and it is this creature's turn. Uh, it does, it looks for a moment like it was going to stab at Shayog, but then she darks back, so before it moves up to attack her, it is going to take a parting swipe uh, at Fanray, actually. So and I need Fanray, to roll, a d6. roll a d6. Oh my gosh, it's a six. 
It's a six. <laughs> so your armor class takes a negative six penalty against oh. this attack. Uh-huh. And let me tell you, it is going to get ugly because my total is at 27. That's, um, that's a critical. That is a critical hit. Now, the good news is this creature is going to take feedback damage equal to what you rolled. So it takes six points of damage as this flash of energy uh, uh, passes between the blade that it carries and it and your flesh. Um, so it takes the damage, but it also deals some damage. Good. Good. Uh, glimpse of redemption. Uh, you can glimpse of redemption. It. Uh, I am going to choose to uh, continue to deal damage anyway. So go ahead and uh, I think you, Fanray, get a resistance bonus. So she'll get four. She'll resist four damage, okay. Okay. and the target will become by two until the end of its next turn. Okay. Uh, so we reduce this damage by two, and it's probably good that you do, because that is 15 total. So that is going to be uh, oh, no. 13 to you, Fanray. <laughs> and that's before the resist four. How, how uh, the the fif- resist- 15 was total, then you resist four. So it would be 11 points. Okay. 11 points to you. Uh, and you also need to make a fortitude save. Oh, Ooh. this is... Uh, that, that six, I think, because this is part of the attack, uh, your your penalty is going to carry to the save as well. No! However, yeah. it will deal its damage again if you, uh, if you fail the save. It'll take another six points of damage. Um, just a little behind the scenes peek. What I'm adding to this is minus three. Oh no. Oh, no. That sounds real bad for you, Fanray. Natural one. Give me rough. Natural one? I have a negative two total. Oh. Okay. Do you have a reroll? Do you want my reroll? Do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> uh yeah, no, that's that's bad news for Fanray. Uh, Fanray, she's been you are now drained too. As as just like gouts of your blood are absorbed into the blade and up into this creature's flesh, and you guys can see some of the damage that it had been dealt is repaired. However, but- it also then takes damage from your wild magic surge. So all the damage that was repaired actually gets canceled out. And actually, I still take one additional point of damage. So you're drained too. Uh which is bad news. Let me tell you exactly what Drained is going to do to you. Um, you take a status penalty equal to the Drained value on Constitution Big Checks, such as Fortitude Saves. You also lose a number of hit points equal to your level uh, times the Drained value. <gasps> so two times level two, you lose four hit points, and your maximum hit points are also reduced by four. Uh, <laughs> so it's not good. But yeah. that's what happens to you, Fanray. Yeah. This creature um, was fun. striking you as it was striding up towards Sheog to, to close the gap with her. So it brushes past everybody and closes with Sheog and uses its third action to just jab her with a blade. This is a minus five penalty. There are no attacks of opportunity unless you are a fighter that has the reaction for attacks of opportunity. Pathfinder. <laughs> Oh, maybe not. With that minus five, might have saved you, Sheog. But let me figure this out real quick. 
So that's plus nine, 18 to hit. That is my AC. So it does strike you. No. So it slashes Fanray, brushes past all of you, stabs Shayog in retribution for her attack previously. And that is going to be 13 points of damage, Shayog. And I need you to make a fortitude save. Uh, if these were spells, we'd be good. 26. 26 is a success. No problem. You are not drained. No problem there. Uh, however, that damage is a problem. It is That was all three of its actions. Harry Plopper, you see that uh, perhaps you should join the undead. Your friends are uh, up against something real nasty, and it does not look good for them. What do you That's do? That's fair. Um, <laughs> so Harry will make a perception check or a medicine check, whichever one you would prefer, to see how well this creature is... How we doing, Jim Jam? And that's what that's what uh, Harry would like to know. Sure, medicine. sure. Go ahead and make a medicine check. All right. Ten. Ten? You don't know. Um, it's so tough to tell because it seems like every time you guys damage it, uh, every time it strikes one of your allies, it absorbs some of their life essence and gets stronger. Uh, but you do know that you have dealt significant, like, you have dealt damage to it. You can tell that it's been hurt, but you can't really tell any specifics beyond that. All right. So, uh, so Harry will just, uh, start casting something. And in this last time when we played, you allowed me to extend, uh, to use one of it beforehand, uh, one of my actions beforehand to use later on. So okay. he's going to uh, use his reach spell right now and then the other two on his next turn. Gotcha. So you begin the process of casting a spell that will go off at the end or uh, at the end of your next round. Uh, Khan Shaka. This creature has once again, it's, it basically went chasing after Fanray, uh, or sorry, uh, Shayog, after, after striking Fanray. This thing moves so quickly, uh, and it doesn't seem at all, it seems to just throw itself at, uh, without care into the fray. What do you do? Uh, how many steps will it take for me to get to it? One action would get you up to it again. Khan uh, is, is a single-minded individual, so he's going to go up to it, maybe... Okay. And try to like to cat claw its back or something. Sure. Meow. Um, so the second roll is a minus five. So uh, yes, black will be an initial attack, and this blue will be second attack. Uh, initial attack is going to probably miss with a eleven. Oh yeah, oh, that's boy. no good. Oh, boy. Second attack might hit uh, with the minus five. I'm going to go ahead and It'll actually my... be a minus four. Uh, claws are always agile, so okay. you actually take a minus four penalty instead of a minus five. Cool. I'm going to go ahead and give myself an edge to make that only a minus three, so okay. that it's uh, 19. You, your, your blow just barely... We're level two, Jim! The armor. We're <laughs> Some of us are level uh, one, and, Jim. And Some of us are level so one. Close. Weird level two, Jim. (laughs) I know. Um, I know. uh, Is talking (laughs) a free action? Yes, you can talk for free. Um, Fanray, who used to who used to own this land? Maybe if we tell him we're them, he'd fuck him. He'll go away. Well, it's either the Greymoors or these could be the uh, the 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 people my father hired to send down here. I don't know. (laughs) We're from the family of Greymoors, you 
big monstrosity. <laughs> Anybody who wants to can use a, a recall knowledge action to make a society check now that she has mentioned the Graymore family um, uh, in, in trying to identify this creature. Uh, but oh, Fanray, wow. it is your turn. You are feeling horrible, uh, but you uh-huh. know that you've got to do something. You can't just give up and die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Fanray is going to back away a little bit okay. and pull out her, uh, I think it's the lesser healing potion. Yeah, I bought okay. a lesser healing potion. I'm going to drink that. Yeah, it's probably a good move. <laughs> oh, because, you know. Because, you know. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I am back at full health. Nice. Oh, Excellent. Well, full, full health, health, but remember, your full health full is reduced health. by four. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Okay. Uh, and uh, I think that's all three actions. Yeah, me. you moved, you drew a potion out, you drank it, so we go now to can, Oopsie's turn. Yeah, I, yeah, you can talk, yeah. Can I drop my weapons as a free action, or is that... Yeah, dropping action? a weapon is a free action. Dropping away. Okay, you drop the weapons, uh, and it is Oopsie's turn. Oopsie's going to swing with his glaive again. Okay. By the way, Brian Numinator donated five dollars to give an edge to Oopsie. So, uh, Jared, ah, if you want to use it, um, I'm going to use that because we're not doing so hot. You do seem to need a little help. So here we go. Here we go. Roll good. Hey. So it's twenty before I start adding my modifiers. Okay. Um, so 25. 25 is definitely a hit. You've done it. Huzzah. I've done it. For a total of seven damage with the glaive. All right. You slam the glaive into this thing's back, uh, cutting deep into its shoulder. What's next for Oopsie? Uh, I'm going to try and bring it back up and clip him with the glaive again. All right. That's a miss. All right. Uh, so you would have had to move because because it went chasing after Shayog, who had moved back. So you'd have had to move and then strike twice. All right. Well, that's what I did. Okay, Shayog, you are unfortunately unarmed. Uh, your falchion is somewhere in the darkness, and this creature mm-hmm. is just advancing on you with deadly intent. What do you do? Well, I suppose I have no choice but to break out my javelin. Okay. So, <laughs> grab gonna, a javelin. I'm gonna you know, grab a javelin. When you're being chased by an undead creature, you break out that javelin. You knew, <clears> you know? <laughs> okay, she's going she's gonna use that javelin. Let's see here. Oh, it's a minus one, right? Uh yes. A, uh, until the end of this round, you'll still take a, a penalty ooh, for being free. Okay. Here we go. Uh huh. Uh, nine, t- uh, 18. What was that? 18? 18. 18 is a miss. <laughs> uh, it's very difficult to throw a javelin at somebody who's almost up in your face. Oh, it's so sad. Uh, but it was one action to draw a javelin, one action to throw a javelin. You do have one action left. Uh, she's going to run one one more time. She's going to back up away from this thing, I think. Backs away. Okay. Run away. Okay. Run away. Go get my rapier. Okay. 
Uh, <laughs> it is now its turn. It does look like it would have no trouble chasing after Sheog, but then it feels this biting pain in its back as this glaive just cuts deep into its shoulder blade. So it turns around, whips around, and steps up to Oopsie and takes a swing at Oopsie instead. Oh, no. Time to kill Oopsie. <laughs> Uh, ooh, it might not get you, Oopsie. It might have thrown it off with that attack because that is only a 16 to hit. It's a miss. So it is just like, you know, flailing around now with the sword. It seems to be unfocused in its attacks, uh, and it's just wild hatred, which certainly gave it an advantage at first. It does seem to make it unfocused as the battle unfolds. It is going to take its third action to stab once more, but at, of course, the second attack penalty... Oh, that is a leaner. Probably a miss with a 15. Yes. So it is, uh, oopsie, you're able to fend it off as it just wildly throws itself at you, uh, abandoning its target, Sheog. And this might provide Harry Plopper with the opening he needs to cast a truly epic, valuable, and certain to do something spell. <laughs> um, well, first... Harry is going to speak in Necril to this uh, to this undead creature. Okay, um, and he'll he'll say, "Hello, my name's Harry Plopper, and uh, we're not trying to steal from you. But if you continue with your course, um, I will murder you again." Um, at the sound of your name, this thing like whips its head to look at you. Uh, and its eyes narrow, and it says, in Necrol, it says, you're a disgrace to <laughs> death. I will destroy you! Oh! Uh, you uh, <laughs> and uh, with, with uh, so Harry will use his Devana Decabra and release a shocking grasp, um, but at a reach spell. Okay. Now. Uh, so it gains, it gains 30 feet of reach. Okay. Please, please. <laughs> I'm going to use an edge. Do <laughs> good. Bless you. Thank you. That's a natty 19 on the die. That's going to be a total of 25. That hits. <laughs> okay. So this is a total of. Oh, does it have metal on its body? Uh, sure. I mean, it's holding a sword. Does a 26 make it a crit? No, it does no. not. Okay. It's a total of 20 points of electricity damage. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. And um, <laughs> also um, two points of a persistent electricity damage. Where were you the first three rounds? What? Uh, <laughs> 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 Boom! <laughs> Sounds horrible. Um... They sure, certainly beefed up uh, Shocking Grass power for Stewie. Yeah. Uh, 2d12 electricity damage. I rolled two tens. It was uh, yeah. incredible. Does that scale with you as you level? Uh, no. Wow. If it did, that'd be broken. It'd be most broken. Uh, this oh is, uh, although you can heighten it. You actually yes. can scale it because you can heighten it by using higher level uh, spell right. slots. Right. To incre- so yeah, you can, uh, whew, that is a, that is a, powerful spell and i hate it and i hate harry plopper but it is now uh con shaka's turn 
with a free action. Hey, does anyone remember who owns this place? It'd be really nice if we tell them that maybe we're from there. You know, we're from the Greyhawk people. I don't know. Um, gray Moors. We're from the Gray Moors. We're like Gray. Kiss from I couldn't Rose. Use another action. <laughs> um, Khan's going to. It didn't. It didn't move. It just turned to hit. Oopsie, right? Uh, right. It, it is currently where Oopsie is. Okay. So yeah, it's in the same spot. I'm going to swing. Lou is second attack. Uh, ooh, this is actually much better. My first attack probably missed. That's 17 on the die plus six. That's going to be a 24. 24 is a hit. Six plus three. Uh, that's nine plus three. 12 points of damage. 12 points of damage. So Harry Flopper says something in a language you don't understand. And there's some kind of exchange between Harry Flopper and this creature. Uh, and then Harry Flopper just... Uh, let's loose this bolt of electricity that that stabs deep into the heart of this creature uh, as it is like screaming in rage at him, and you can tell like it is just going to to rush him and destroy him if you allow it. So you very quickly ru- uh, like sort of reach out with the claw, swiping across its midsection, tearing open its belly, and this creature as it tries to stumble forward to go after Harry Plopper, only its legs move. And its back half just like falls apart, uh, and it now lies in two pieces at your feet cool. and dies. The the yeah. red malevolent glow of its eyes goes out. You have destroyed this creature. Yeah. Oopsie continues stabbing it, <laughs> and, and Oopsie is just like stabbing the glaive down into this thing over and over and over again. You have defeated it, and I have to admit that. Sadly, it is largely in part <laughs> because of Harry Plopper's incredible damage output. Was that was that a somebody clip spell? that, please? Somebody clip it. <laughs> uh, don't worry, I, I am trying to change the music, but our our internet got real funky there for a moment, and uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Fanry will move to pick up her weapons. Okay. will pick up her falchion. Sure. Uh, it doesn't take you too long to find and retrieve your weapons. Um, what do you do? One thing I will say that you find rather disturbing, Fanray, is that you don't see any other bodies down here. And you do remember that, and, and you didn't see them at any time while you were making your way through the tunnels, you didn't see any signs of the people who were sent down here. Three men in total disappeared down under the house, and still you've seen no sign of them, not here, not anywhere in the tunnels. It still remains a mystery whatever happened to them. Perhaps they found some way to get out and just never returned, or maybe something even worse. Something more horrible than you can really imagine happened down here. But either way, you defeated this horrible creature, and you know that if you take the staircase at the opposite end of the room, spiraling upward, you should get to the bricked-up entrance to your own basement. So what do you do? Um, Real quick. Yes? The sword that the creature was using. Yes. Does it look special in any way? It does look special. 
it is a very finely made sword. Seems untouched by time. Um, it's very elaborately made, and the pommel bears the crest of the Greymore family. Uh, Shayog does not feel great. Can anyone help her feel better? <laughs> um, can anyone help you? Beautiful, you feel you're better? gorgeous. You can do whatever you set your mind to. Can Khan uh, okay. do like a like, can Khan do a medicine check for the group to see how everyone's doing? You can. Yeah, you can make a medicine check to just sort of determine who is who is okay and who needs some immediate medical attention. Although Shayog is just like just glancing at Shayog, you can Ooh. see that yeah, she's in a bad spot. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, 22. 22. Fanray looks especially pale, though you don't see any actual wounds on her. You would guess that she's going to bear the toll from that attack uh, for a few days at least, but she should survive as long as she can keep out of trouble. Fan, uh, Shayog is indeed pretty wounded. Uh, Oopsie, you saw, acquit himself well in the battle and managed to avoid being uh, uh, stabbed and slashed by this mad creature. Um, Harry Potter never was in danger in the first place. Harry Plopper. And Harry Plopper. Harry Plopper. Harry Plopper. Yeah, whatever. We'll get sued, Jim. I don't care. Good. Then we'll, have, we'll be able to stop doing this. <laughs> uh, Con. And Khan Shaka, I don't know, actually, if you took any damage, though you would not. Khan uh, is going to walk over to Shayog and say, it's okay. I'll pat her on the shoulder twice and use heal at a second level. Nice. Uh, well, not second level, but Two Same. actions, right. So that's going to be 1d8 plus 8 uh, hit points. Yep. And, uh, and Khan, when you're, when, when Khan Shaka is looking at Harry Plopper, Harry's just got this, uh, this, this creature's arm in his mouth, and he's just... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's about what I expected. Okay. Uh, uh, 14, then. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you so much. I feel better. No problem. I can't do this very much more today. I'm getting kind of tired. I miss Barry. I'm kind of feeling pretty bad. He would have been really helpful. Anyway, uh, <laughs> family, quick question. Mm-hmm. Um, what What is your family down with? Because, you see, there's the sun and this moon, and then this thing was here, and you have a face of, like, I don't like that face I have when people start talking too long, like at heroic the thing, or mm-hmm. like the man who keeps talking, give us all this thing. Kind of looks like the way I do. Um, wh- what up, home skillet? Well, I don't think this has anything to do with my family. I think this is the family before ours, the Graymores. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, anybody who wants to is now. Now that we're not in battle, you don't have to worry about action economy. So you can uh, also make a you can make a society check about the Gray Wars if you'd like. Can I do Three that if I have nothing eating. in society? <laughs> yeah, you don't have to be trained. You can just see if you ever heard anything randomly. Goblin society? No more no. than the average person? Eleven? <laughs> yeah, you're not sure. I mean, the name sounds familiar, but you don't know anything about them. They're certainly not a family that is currently active in the city. Like, they're gone. There are no Greymoors. Uh, Fanray got a 24. 24? Okay. Uh, has anybody beaten Fanray? I got a 7. <laughs> no, so no. I got the a 4. <laughs> I, put, I put something together. I got the... Uh oh! You want to so, share with the class? 
Uh, Khan probably didn't put anything together. Lamar put something together. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Fanray, the stories go that the Greymoors uh, were a family that died in dishonor. They were well known for dabbling in necromancy and uh, for uh, there were always rumors that they they you know um, uh, practiced witchcraft and that they uh, uh, they they murdered people and hid them in the walls and a lot of it was sensationalism a lot of it uh, is is pretty verifiably untrue but one thing that is true uh, is that the final scion for the house uh, perished without any living heirs and the. Uh, the grounds of the house because mostly because of all the rumors, but maybe there was some truth to some things that were being said. Uh, it was always said that the grounds were cursed. Um, the Graymores were a very, very insular family. Uh, they buried uh, all of all of the Graymores who lived for centuries since the founding of Thaspir are buried on uh, this property. Um, and uh, uh, no one uh no one really knows um why the last Greymore didn't have any heirs but uh basically their their manor their property their estate was put up for auction after the last Greymore died because there was no one else to claim it uh but nobody would purchase it because they believed the place was haunted and cursed uh, and in a way, it, it was, obviously. Obviously, this creature down here uh, claiming to be a guardian of the treasures of the Greymoors, though you don't really see any treasures. Like, there is nothing down here except corpses and graves. That's all that's here. Um, but yeah. Well, the stories, if I remember them correctly, go like this. And Fanry word vomits everything Jim just said. Mm-hmm. The word vomit flows. <laughs> and, and you see that Harry is just kind of giggling as he eats. Huh. Mm-hmm. It seems strange that there'd be such a powerful family that just kind of disappeared all of a sudden. And then all of a sudden your family buys this land and then seal stuff up and then you don't know about it yeah i mean they had no heirs whatsoever like no there are no there are no known descendants of the graymoors alive Mm. today and if there are any descendants they Mm. none of them have ever come to claim the property or any of the rights to to the name at all so even if there are some people out there they're they're not bringing themselves forward you know, it's uh-huh. really weird. People really don't like to claim bastards. Anyway, shall mm. we go upstairs? Uh, yes, upstairs. I think maybe Harry should not lead this time, if you don't mind, since <laughs> I know my own house. I might lead. I mean, no, no, no disrespect, Lady Fanway. You really don't don't really know your own health because we did this whole thing and had no idea it was here. But I understand what you're saying. But yes, you leave for it. <laughs> not that part of the house, not this part of the house. Uh, oh, okay. Cool. I'm still, I hope I hope we go to your house because I don't like being downstairs because the sky is not sky, and I don't like being underneath uh, no sky. All right, let's go. And uh, uh, yeah, takes sword. out her falchion. <laughs> Weapons. What you say, Jerry? Weapons. Did someone pick up the the creature's sword? Oh, I know you looked at it. 
I didn't pick it up. I mean, I'll throw it on my back so that we have it as a whole. Sure. But... <clears throat> All right. Thank you. And as as Harry leaves, he's got like part of the bone and he's like using it as a toothpick and then he, he sticks it in his mouth and eats it the rest of the way and he goes, <laughs> and, uh, before... he called me a disgrace. Every time <laughs> Harry comes into my peripheral vision, Oopsie adjusts his hoods to like block him out <laughs> at every aspect because it's disgusting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jim, I, I think yes. I'm grasping at straws here. Um, Colin wants to go look at the area that this creature came out of. Is there like any markings and runes or anything special? In this sure, area? make a perception check. Uh, 15. <laughs> 15. Uh, yeah, it's difficult to tell. Um, it doesn't look like this. You know what's what's odd was all through the tunnels you you hadn't noticed uh, everything was very undisturbed. Uh, the dust was unbroken by any footprints or anything. Like It didn't look like anything had moved. Um, but that doesn't seem to be the case here. Uh, you do note that like some of the, the columns that run from the floor to the ceiling uh, bear uh, long uh, like claw marks and 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 it looks like um, uh, there are the, the dust here isn't as settled. It looks like this creature, this thing, has been down in this room, um, active for who knows how long. Uh, but what you do note is that its clothing, uh, uh, it, it looks like it's obviously in tatters now. But it does look as though it, it once was very very richly dressed. So perhaps this is uh, perhaps one of the Greymoors themselves who was buried down here as a guardian of their own tomb. Who knows? Uh, difficult to, to tell any further, but... Oof. Okay. Weird yeah. stuff. I don't like it here. Let's go upstairs to save your pappy so we can come back down here to oh, save Oh, your you hags in basement. <laughs> you begin making your way up towards the foundations of the house and the basement itself. And you come to a brick wall because indeed the arch there, the, the entryway to the house was bricked up some years ago. Hmm. So you know that you will have to break your way through. I will allow a craft check if anybody's got tools. And if not, it'll be athletics as you guys just try to hammer down this, uh, this wall. While someone of a higher intelligence comes out with crafting, Khan's just going to start beating against the wall. Just start. Yeah. You, know, you think, what would Barry do if confronted by a wall? And uh, the answer is batter it down. So you begin just hammering away, uh, trying to break and rip the mortar from the bricks, uh, rip the bricks themselves out. What's that athletics check looking like? It's a nine. A nine. Uh, after about ten minutes of work, you've made very little progress, but you're starting to feel fatigued. As in, that is the condition you now suffer from. Oh, oh. but <laughs> I'll uh, I'll pat I'll pat Konshaka on the shoulder as I take a bite of a pickle. <laughs> oh, um, dig through wall. All right, dig away. Athletics, you say? Athletics to do it. 19? 
19. Uh, well, Kanshaka loosened it for you, which was helpful. Um, it's not that he didn't accomplish anything. Uh, it's just that he tuckered himself out before he could really uh, mm. break down a majority of the, the key bricks that would allow you to squeeze through. Uh, and at the end of 10 minutes of work, you can actually see most of the door, though you can't quite, it, it would still be too much to squeeze through. Uh, one more success will get you through. And you are not fatigued, Oopsie. You are feeling, you're feeling confident you could go at it again. Could I attempt to okay. aid? Uh, yes, it is DC 20 is an aid, and I'll give Oopsie a bonus. Yeah, yeah they so, made aiding uh, another a more difficult process. <laughs> I, will, I will cast Guidance on Oopsie. Okay. Um, oh, oh! Dragons and Things logo for me. I got a natural guidance. 20 on the aid. Yeah. That's a lot of nat 20s. <laughs> uh, ben, do you have something that you need to say? I'm going to not say anything. Hey, you got a guidance. to the 20s? You got a guidance, by the way, in case you want to, you know. 26 plus the aid. 27. 27. 27. Actually, the aid would have been a critical success, which would make it to a 28. 28. So very nice. 28. Uh, Oopsie and Fanray, now that you have, uh, you've you've basically dug into the wall, and now it's just a matter of literally ripping bricks away from rotting mortar. Uh, And within another 10 minutes of work, the door is completely clear, Ah. and you're good to go. Okay. Uh, yeah, Fanray will lead through the door. Okay. You enter your basement. And as the door is closing behind you, Harry Plopper, I imagine you're last in line because you're the slowest. Shambling Uh forward. You hear a sound. At least you think you do. Just as the door is closing from way, way back down the stairs. It almost sounds like perhaps the shuffling of armor and the clatter of bones, but then the door shuts and the sound is cut off. And you are now in the basement and you begin making your way through Mythel Manor. Um... You begin searching through the house for Lord Mathel, calling out for him, though you get no answer. Though there doesn't appear to be anybody else inside the house. You can hear angry shouts from outside, and occasionally as you peek through a window, you'll see the mob is still there. They've recovered their courage uh, after Barry's intimidating uh, display, and they are now once again demanding that all the Mathels come out and submit themselves to the Green Lady's justice. Uh, Fran Ray, you begin leading the house up to the second floor uh, where you know your father's old study was. And when you enter that very room, you at first see nobody, but then you catch sight of a bit of purple cloak caught in the closed door of a wardrobe. What do you do? Uh, Ben, do you have something? Yes, um, no, I'm trying to talk to you. Oh, yes, Harry, what? I would make an assumption there are more un- undead down there. I thought I heard something. Oh, shamble, 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 bone, rubbing bone. Let's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very attuned to hearing things like that. Uh, thank you for the warning. Oh, of course. <sighs> Father. Oh. 
you uh, call out, and the the door of the wardrobe cracks open just a bit, uh, and you see a disheveled, a disheveled man uh, in very rich, fine clothing sort of peek his head out, says, ah, ah, my, my brave heroic daughter, light of my life, sun in my sky, you've come to save your old, your old dad. I knew you would. That's why I was here um, collecting uh, valuables that we can carry with us for our travels. Yes, that's what I'm doing in here. And he sort of like gets out of the wardrobe and begins like grabbing random things. You see like some shoes and he's just like, yes, we needed these. Uh, it's a good thing that I was uh, gathering them up. So, so good. Excellent. Um, and then he looks over at Harry Plopper and he says, what's, what's, what's this? Fanray, did you have a, a secret child that you never told me about? Well, I'll say the apple doesn't far fall from the tree. Um, I, if he, and he kind of like moves over to you, Fanray, and he's like, you know, um, if this is some kind of extortion theme, I know a thing or two about escaping unwanted children. Uh, we can get out of here. I, I told you just what to do. Um, they'll never find us, I can assure you. Um, uh, my name's Harry Plopper, and um, I'm the boy who died. Oh, oh yes. Oh, yes, I can smell that. You are disgusting. Yes, um, and I don't understand why he's here. I've died many, many times. Because, Father, take, though. <laughs> heroic endeavors hired him to help save you. Because you're the worst at playing hide-and-seek in your own study. I hiding, no, uh, gathering supplies, confidence that my daughter was going to end right about the fact that you are here to rescue me. So, so uh, wonderful. Uh, very good. Very good. There's just uh, one thing that I would like to, to do before we go. And it's at this point that uh, you all, the, the shattering sound of glass catches all of your attention. Um, Shouts of anger, rage, and violent attention, intentions filter up from the main floor. Um, oh, oh, oh dear. Oh no. Um, well, um, I, I'm certain that a few angry pe peasants shouldn't be a problem for, for heroes, um, Lord Mathel says. Uh, but then you hear this sound, and you look out into the hallway through the open door, and you can see the sudden flickering glow of fire and the sharp chemical smell of alchemist fire fills your nostrils. He says, oh, oh no. Um, uh, well, uh, nothing to worry about, but, uh, but somebody needs to go. Um, uh, don't worry, I uh, uh, escape route. I have one. Uh, I know just what to do. Um, and he moves over to the window of his study and throws it open. He says, oh, no, no, never fear. I was uh, ready to also save you when you came to save me. So uh, out the window, yes, come out. You, uh, small child, um, do me a favor and go over to, there's a bureau over there. He points to across the room to a piece of furniture. Like, go, go, open that up. You're going to find a, a wonderful little device in there that I've, I've been saving for just such an occasion. Uh, oh, all right. And uh, yeah, Harry will do as he asks. Sure. Uh, you open up this big, heavy drawer, and inside you see a wrapped bundle. Uh, it looks rather long, and when you, when you unwrap it, you note that it is a strange, uh, looks like a long metal tube with a winch on it, uh, and out uh, the end of this tube, there is a, there, there's like a harpoon. 
uh, attached to a rope. He says, ah, yes, uh, my harpoon gun. I've been waiting for an occasion to use that. Bring it over here, my boy. Uh, all right. And uh, Harry brings it over to him. Sure. He says, now I'm going to secure our escape route. And while I'm doing that, I do need you to go and find, you know, Fanray, do you remember where we kept Grandmama's ashes? Um, I'm sure I remember. Why? Well, I've moved them, and I don't remember where, so I'm going to need you to search through the house very quickly and find them. Don't worry, we can't leave her here for the peasants to, 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 to defile. Go now, go. Uh, all right, I will go find Grandmama's ashes. Oh, excellent. Take some of your friends to help if you, if you, if you want. Uh, and, and... Lord Mithel actually climbs out the window and he's got this harpoon gun uh, and he sort of steps out and says, don't worry everyone um, I'll have this uh, escape route secured in just a moment. And then you hear this weird like <laughs> sound come from outside uh, and he says, oh, damn it, I missed. Uh, and then you hear this like cranking uh, and you look outside and you see he's like cranking the winch again pulling this harpoon that he's trying to shoot across uh, to a nearby house. Uh, he appears to have missed the first time. He's like cranking it in, trying to reel the harpoon again. Like, don't worry, I'll I'll certainly get it this time. Uh, go, go now, the ashes, him. quickly. Oopsie downstairs. Oopsie drive, harpoon. Do you want to, my boy? Yes. yes. Small green child. Come here. Uh, yes. He reaches up for it. Okay. Uh, you now have the harpoon gun, and you can stay with Lord Mathel and try to hook the harpoon into the far house to create a little rope bridge for yourselves. Uh, while the rest of you, anybody who is going through the house trying to find Grandmama's ashes, mm-hmm. can make a perception check as you okay. tear through the house oh trying to find that. Goodness. You have to do that, uh, but if you want to, oh. you can you can certainly participate in the I'm search. I'm going to do that. Uh, and as we go by, it's like, Lady Fenway, your father is weird. <laughs> yes. I know. <laughs> yes. 18 on the die. We're going to 26. 26. Uh, wow. 16. 25 for Shayog. Uh, 16 for good old Harry Plopper again. Okay. So you guys all begin tearing through the house and uh, trying to find an urn full of ashes while Oopsie is standing on uh, a balcony trying to shoot a harpoon into a house. Uh, Oopsie, why don't you make an attack roll for me? Uh, do it. And I'm also going to add my edge. <laughs> Oopsie's driving the harpoon. Uh, to 12 on the die. What am I adding to it? Uh, whatever you, your range? dex bonus. Okay, you so wouldn't be trained in this weapon, so just your dex bonus. Okay, dex bonus is 4 plus the edge. So I can't math. 17. 17. Uh, yeah, you managed to just arc this harpoon over the outer wall of the Methel estate, uh, and it sinks clunk, into uh, an awning on the f- uh, in a far house, and he's like, ah, yeah, excellent, now we'll just tie the rope off here, and then we can shimmy across. Uh, excellent little green boy. Wonderful. Well done. Oopsie do it. Uh... Well, meanwhile, the rest of you are tearing through the house, trying to find these ashes. And there's Khan Shaka who comes upon them. You've all sort of scattered out a bit. Uh, and the house is filling up with heat and smoke very, very quickly. Uh, so you find the ashes on your first attempt, Khan Shaka. You call out. Everybody knows, okay, you have them. You can all reconvene in the study to make your escape. 
But everybody who has participated in the search needs to make a fortitude save. Oh, no. That is not is the this sentence. A, uh, oh. Uh, what kind of effect is this? Uh, <laughs> there, you... Uh, uh, the heat is uh, one of the problems, so you will need to make a save, but I okay. there are parts of this that will not affect you. Okay, cool. I'm really good at fortitude. You meant to will, right, Jim? Fortitude. Are you kidding me? Damn, oh, no. Dead. Did you get a one? I was going to say, and I'm still going to use it, because in my head I had added my edge, but I did roll a natural one. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Can, I offer up, can I offer up my hero point to her? Can I give you my edge as well? And you have my shield. <laughs> and my axe. <laughs> I are poor gun. So, uh, Shaka, what was your total? Uh, my total will be 16. 16. Uh, okay. Uh, successes all around, except for Fanray. You all no! begin booking it back to the study. Uh, when Fanray, you trip and fall as a burning piece of door frame comes and then collapses on top of you, you are going to take uh, nine points of bludgeoning damage. Ooh. And you are sickened one, or sickened two because of the smoke that you've been inhaling. And you're coughing on the ground and you're crushed under this wood. And the rest of you get to the study and you look back and you can see that Fanry is down the far hallway, trapped under this collapsed part of a door frame. Uh, Fanray, you can make an acrobatics check to try to wriggle your way out, or somebody can go and help you, or a combination of those two things can help it. So, so Shayog, you go booking after Fanray. Is it one bulk or less, this thing? What thing? Whatever, what what has landed on on me? The beam is not one bulk or less, no. it's, It's pretty heavy. Uh, yeah, I'll um, attempt acrobatics as well. Okay. What am I rolling? So what am I rolling? You're going to make an athletics check, Shayog, okay. uh, to see if you can to just like haul this wood up off of her. It doesn't look like it should be too much of a problem for you. You're a strong beast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, dirty 20. Dirty 20, so you actually lift it up. Uh, uh, and Fanray, you are able to scoot out without any further trouble. However, at the end of your efforts, I do need both of you to make another fortitude save. Oh, oh dear. Oh, dear. Okay. And you are Damn. sickened, which will affect your fortitude save. You're also drained, so don't remember that drained is affecting it as well. Jim? Yes. Nine, 19 I hate for me. fortitude. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Wait. Uh, that's okay. Uh, sickened would be, since I'm sickened too, I'd get a minus two on this or just minus two. And okay. because you're drained. So it's a minus four total. <laughs> so 14 total. 14. Uh, nothing especially bad happens to you. Uh, however, you inhale some more smoke. Uh, you are going to take a little bit more damage, but you are, you are able to sort of like lean on Shayog as she almost just drags you back into your father's study. You take one point of damage. You are now sickened three. Ugh. However, you have all reconvened in the study. Mm. Uh, and you have the ashes uh, to which uh, Lord Mathel's... Oh, wonderful. Excellent. I know you are heroic chaps. Uh, and this little green boy secured our escape route. So here we go. Uh, he begins uh, now sort of like hand over hand climbing across this rope. 
this rope bridge to the far side. Everybody who is going to follow can make an acrobatics check or athletics check. Either one will suffice. Uh, though Fanray, you can see, is looking not well. Oopsie and she may need some additional assistance. Yeah. Oopsie, uh, go last and help Fanray. Okay. Con, cast do guidance on Fanray. Okay. Jim, yes. do I remember with Sickened, is it the one that if you take an action to Wretch, you can lessen the condition? Uh, that is correct. You can make a new save against whatever has caused you to uh, become sickened to reduce it by one for every action that you spent. Okay, Fanray is going to let everybody go first Okay, and retch a few times so uh-huh. if she can feel a little better. Okay. Uh, okay. What do we got for everybody else making their way across? Harry will go second uh, to last as okay. he will obviously be a little bit slower than everyone else. Um, 16. 16? Okay. Yeah. Uh, you uh, leap up onto the rope uh, and, and sort of uh, shimmy, way, shimmy your way across after Lord Walter Mathel without any trouble. Uh, oh. You safely get to the other side. You are now on some other like neighbor's property. You don't even know yeah. whose house that you're like on top of now, but you're at least away from the house that's burning. <laughs> uh, Jim, how far is down? Uh, about 15 feet. Okay. Uh, I rolled 23. 23? Uh, you managed to get across easily, even easier than Shayog. Uh, mm. you, you're, you're, it's like you, you just think, what would Barry do? And you remember how easily he climbed and, and you just mimic his movements exactly. And you get all the way across without any trouble. Uh, as Khan gets off the rope, there's tears in his eyes. You're okay. Proud of you and your accomplishments. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, Harry rolled a two. Uh, Harry rolled a two. <laughs> I'm going to use that hero point and, nice. uh, and try again. Well, if you're going to try again, it's only fair that I sink you. <laughs> oh, well, no. much, Jim Jim, because that is a total of an eight. A oh, total of eight. Didn't you get to- about halfway up across the rope. When, or when people begin to notice that you are now escaping the house and the crowd down below is like shouting and they begin throwing things at you. And so this rock comes sailing up out of the crowd. Nice. And um, you're flat-footed, so your armor class is going to be reduced by two. And that is going to be... That is a natural 20. Nice. <laughs> that is a natural 20. Oh, as no. this rock comes sailing up out of the crowd towards you as you're trying to, trying to catch yourself on this rope and not fall... You are going to take eight points of bludgeoning damage. I'm going to mercy. As, I'm going to mercy that a little bit. You're going to uh, mercy that, huh? Okay. Make it seven. Uh, All right. Seven points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, you need to make another check because you've only gotten halfway across the no! room. No! I don't want to. I'm going to add my edge to it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, that's going to be 18. 
18, uh, perhaps motivated by the sudden <laughs> sharp pain of being pelted clear in the forehead with a rock, you manage to get your grip and shimmy your way across the rope and disappear behind the wall and, and sort of get out of sight on the rooftop of this other building so that people can't throw things at you. However, now every now that you've all been noticed, now that Harry Plopper ruined everything, uh-huh. everybody who makes a check is going to get something chucked at them as they make their way across. <laughs> So who is left? Uh, it looks like Oopsie and Fanray. Who's going next? So Oopsie's standing in the windowsill waiting for Fanray. And based on my role, I feel like I'm like, oh, what's going on over there? And I'm like reaching for the rope and I just missed the rope because <laughs> uh, I rolled a one. No. I don't know what the armor check penalties are against... Uh, skill checks here. Uh, it's usually if you if you used a uh, um, if you used a character creator, it probably factored in armor check penalty to your athletics already. Um, but either way, you rolled a one. Yeah, I rolled a one. Modified out, it becomes a six. Modified out, it becomes a six. So yeah, you're reaching out for the rope and you just realize that you you misjudged. You weren't looking. Uh, and you sort of tumble out of the window. Uh, and you go sliding down the roof and you manage to catch yourself before you actually fall off the roof and get up. Now people can see you. And somebody from the crowd chucks a glass bottle up and you see it <gasps> arcing high up into the air as it comes uh, right for you. Now, y'all no. are going to think that I'm a liar. Jim, you <laughs> rolled a 20. No, you did not. Nat 20 twice in a row. You <laughs> did not. That's the <sighs> second nat 20 in a row. This cool. bottle strikes you square in the chest. Cool. You're going to take three plus uh, five points of bludgeoning damage. The, and the thing just like shatters against your chest. Uh, glass shards get like cut into your skin. It's a it's it's a bad time. But you realize that now you're exposed out on the roof, and waiting for Fanray might not be an option. As people are like pointing and shouting, like get him. Uh, also, to note that the inside of this house is beginning to burn faster and more violently. What do you do? Uh, how far away? What you said the gap is fifth or it's fifteen feet up. Yeah, you're about 15 feet high. If you fell, you would, yeah. How far away is the other house? Uh, It's probably a good 30, 40 feet. It's it's a pretty pretty long distance, but... Um, So I'm... I mean, Um, if I went to the ground, I'd be inside the compound still, right? You'd be, yeah, you'd have to... You you would be inside that gated-off back area. Though it looks like people might be... They're like, you can see people at at, at the the side of the gate that you're on. They're, like, trying to, like, break their way through, too. People are are, are trying to to get into the rear of the house now that they see you all trying to make your escape out the back. Um, I think I'll try to scramble back up to the window... Okay. Yeah, that, that's no problem. You get back up the window. Fan Ray, and then yeah, I mean she looks make another go. Ill. <laughs> uh, Fan Ray, did you want to to try to remove that that sickened condition? Yeah, I did. Okay. Is uh, there something bad if I fail this fortitude save? I mean, aside from the fact that that you're wasting time and the flames are getting closer and closer to actually being in the study, the only safe place that you have. But other than that, no, no bad things. Okay. Cool. Don't forget, Fanray, I did cast the on you for a cross. Thank That's you. True. You get a plus one. So that puts me at a plus zero. Ah, no problems. It'll be easy. Well, it's a 15. 
you successfully puke. And all of this gunk, uh, you're basically just coughing up uh, all of the gunk in your lungs from the smoke. Uh, You are now only sickened too. You reduce the sickened condition by one every time you succeed on a save. Uh, While everybody's still trying to get across this rope, I'm going to do it one more time. Okay. One more save. Uh, But this is a negative two plus one. Not with guidance. So, okay. Natural 20 plus one. Hey. one. Oh, critical success. You double your efforts and just hawk <gasps> up this nasty black tarry substance that's coating your lungs. And you manage to, you feel like if you're going to make a move, this is it. If you stay here any longer, uh, you, you're certainly going to be subject to the smoke. But you manage to reduce your skin condition to nothing. Worth it. Okay. Acrobatics. Nice. Acrobatics, you try to just tightrope walk across this thing. Uh, 23. 23, and you easily uh, just sort of dance your way across the rope. Oopsie. (sighs) The only one left. All of your friends are safe, at least. I get to the window, and she just... Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oopsie, do it. Oopsie, go to. All right. Make your check. 16. 16 is a success. You managed to get your way across the rope without any further trouble. You have now all uh, managed to get to this other house. You can see that the mob is trying to like now switch directions, noticing that you all moved to a different location, but you just begin booking it through the streets uh, and, and your lead on them uh, allows you to easily outdistance them. It takes you a while. You're all sort of huffing and puffing at the end of it. However, after losing the crowd, longer, You've been, you begin winding your way back through the streets, trying to get back to the HEI uh, headquarters. And sure enough, you managed to get Lord Mathel back there in one piece. Uh, and once safely inside, talk turns towards sorting out exactly what it is that's going on. It is quite clear uh, that there is some debate about exactly what uh, your role in all of this... <laughs> green lady nonsense is. I mean, people are out there. Obviously, sure, there was a Riscaba fruit field that you were cultivating. Obviously, that could have pissed somebody off, but mm-hmm. it does not escape your attention that not too long ago, during the Dragonfall Championship Festival, you remember that the games had been rigged, the third challenge sabotaged to become a deadly combat. Uh, And you do specifically remember that someone called you, some unknown person called you out by name, uh, mentioning that this was an attack specifically against you. Uh, And of course, it uh, it does not escape anyone's notice that the doctors who had been kidnapped from the field hospital tents as people tried to... um, uh, uh, treat those who had been infected by the yellow musk creeper pollen, uh, those doctors had mentioned that in their captivity, somebody had been talking about uh, destroying House Mithel. And so while one might try to lay the blame at your feet, it does not escape anyone's attention that perhaps there is something else at work here. What do you guys do? What do you, how do you tackle this? What do you want to do next? I mean, as you're sitting there sort of recovering for everything, uh, you're, you're met by the administrator who is very happy to see that at least you're here. Uh, Lord Mathel is safe. 
um, and they seem ready to 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 do something. Um, you know, we're very convinced that there is some plot against House Mithel that will absolve you of all these claims of the Green Lady's wrath, and that the Green Lady is nothing but a hoax. Um, we're we're confident that this has to be the case because otherwise we would be liable for working with you and perhaps people would then turn against us. So we have to assume that this is a hoax of some kind and that you, of course, are being framed. Um, but the question is, by whom? Does House Mithel have enemies? Father, um, my is my father still there? Oh, yes, he's there. Um, Who? Yes. Who might you have worked with in the past that uh, wouldn't be so happy with you now? Mm. Oh, um, well, let's see. He begins like, no, he's dead. He moved away. Went south <laughs> no, they wouldn't be around. I don't know. They could have been her, but I haven't heard from her for years. And so she doesn't have any money. Uh, I suppose, um, well, there was, um, uh, the Crandalls, yes, there was House Crandall. They, they could theoretically want me to suffer horrifically for no fault of my own. Uh, business dealings that had gone south, accusations from Mr. Mr. Um, I did sleep with the man's wife. Uh, Mr. Yes. Fanner is dead. Uh, I have a question. Um, how did you buy the house? Because it, it seems to have been owned by some powerful uh, magic users, and they apparently did not have any uh, uh, any any uh, people of younger status. Um, so how did you get the house? Well, I bought it at an auction for, for a pittance. Everybody was so scared. They said, oh, Walter, watch out. That place is cursed. Walter, watch out. That place is haunted. Well, we lived there for 14 years with only three incidences that I can think of that might lead one to believe it's dangerous, but were clearly clearly some kind of mishap and mistake. Um, and it, I, I can't see any reason to think that I got anything but an excellent deal on that place. Uh, oopsie. And then Harry Plopper. <laughs> um, Man Fanray say um, he run from children. Maybe Fanray brother sister? Do it. Oh, no, no, no. Um, no, Fanray doesn't have any siblings. No, you say no, you hide from your not. children. You say it. <laughs> well, you know, I think it's debatable. I think in the heat of the moment, you know, the people say things and, and sometimes mm, no, they don't he, mean fire, them and fire not start get misinterpreted. And, uh, but definitely no no secret children that I have never talked about uh, or uh, uh, would no, no, couldn't possibly oh. be it. Uh, yes, small child who is clearly rotting. Yes, um, well, my name is Harry Plopper. I, you um, tell me that every single time you talk, and it is incredibly um, annoying. I'm very, very sorry. Um, I don't think that we can discount Moldavort from this, because that necromancer, he has been raising me from the dead many, many times. He is an all-powerful necromancer, and I don't think that we can discount it. So does anybody have any good ideas? <laughs> Otherwise, I'd say that um, perhaps, perhaps, what? Well, you, the bear man. Hi. And also, this is Barry. I got him back. 
I'm happy. <laughs> There's, there was, so I helped Miss Fanway with this little competition we did. Uh, they tried to cheat us out of it, but we got our stuff. But anyway, there was a, there was a, there was a voice that says, "I'm going to get you back, Lady Fanway," and I can't help but think that maybe that has to do with the old, the old family that used to live in the basement of your house. So. I don't think you're being truthful about how, or does anyone, maybe the HEI dude might know, but like. Well, we can pull some of the records we have of the, the estates and we can begin going through them. Uh, I just don't believe that a powerful family of necromancers would have no heirs. Go like, ahead, and uh, anybody who wants to, to uh, so, so the, the administrator leaves uh, and comes back uh, maybe 10, 20, 15 minutes later uh, with a whole stack of, like, files. This is everything that we have on, you know, so the, the real estate deals and the auctions, like, all the, all the public records that we can pull from, from, from that estate, um, uh, and you guys can make an attempt to go through some of that with a society check. Ooh. God. <laughs> Moldavort is a powerful necromancer, Lamar. Think about it. I, I, you are, you are two seconds from being a bear. <laughs> 23 on the society check. Okay. I rolled a nine. I don't do society check. No, no. I rolled a four, so. Shay on business. Shay on for a win. Shay uh, goes over to Fanry real quick and says, okay. I, I have a question for you. Why yeah. is it so important to bring your grandma along? I mean, she just ashes, yeah? Are we oh, sure yeah. there's nothing in those ashes? Can't hold up, Ern. Jim, would I remember anything? Or is it just like, yeah, those are grandma's ashes? Like, I mean, sorry, as you know, those are grandma's ashes. However, when Conchak like holds up the urn, uh, Walter Mathel goes, "Oh yes, wonderful! You you saved grandmama." Uh, he grabs uh, oh, the but, urn and and yeah. he like shakes it very gently. I'm gonna uh, detect magic. Make a perception check. Yep. <laughs> Can I detect magic on it? Uh, there is no magic. Oh! Uh, I see John Cena. <laughs> okay. Oh, gotcha. Okay. 23 is what I see. You hear a suspiciously metallic clink coming from inside the urn when he shakes it. Um, Ah, yes, Grandmama. Wonderful to see you safe. Uh, Glad we didn't let the peasants get you. Uh, Father, unless Grandmama was an android, I don't think a rattle would be coming out of that urn. Uh, No. Uh, is there so, anything you'd like to tell me? Not really, no. Is <laughs> Thank you for asking. <laughs> Wonderful, <laughs> daughter. <laughs> that was the best answer. Um, she lunges forward yeah, and attempts to get the urn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you leap forward and grab the urn from him, and he goes, Grandmama, no! But you have the urn. I mean, he, he's like, no, no, wait, no, no. Grandmama. Grandmama. She, she scuttles away and hands the urn to Fanray. Oh, you hand it to me? Yeah. Oh. Uh, Listen, this is your grandma, so you get to find out if she's an android or not. So here. Uh, I guess Fanray's going to look in and find out if her grandmother was an so, android. Walter. 
Walter looks at you and says, Fanray, you'll put Grandma Mao down right now. <laughs> nope, nope. And then you open up the urn and you can see that it is full of coins. <gasps> um, gold coins. There's possibly 200 gold scales in here. Well, we're taking all of that. Mm-hmm. Don't look at me like that. It was your inheritance, and now you've ruined the surprise. Uh, after I died, you were going to get a whole bunch of money, and boy, would that not have been a wonderful gift to receive after losing your dear old dad. But now, 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 look at what you've done. Well, we can still make that death happen today, mister. Well, you hold on now. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Hmm. Uh, is just a little taken aback at everything coming to light right now. Um, yeah. Where's her grandma? <laughs> I get, there's so many questions. I, uh, I'm very distraught right now. Um, yeah. I, I don't recall because of the distress that I'm feeling. Because of your horrible assault on my person. Wow. Just a wow. <laughs> Father, we have never led uh, what some might call lawful good lives. We both know that. But if what you are doing or something that I have done, you have done in the past, is bringing this upon our family, we need to know. Uh, fine. The only person I can think of that might still bear a grudge for no reason huh. other than a terrible misunderstanding and the fact that I slept with his wife. It might be the Crandles. Now, I don't know where formerly Lord Crandall is after he fell into destitution. Certainly not because of a scheme that I cooked up and not because of a failed shirt business that I was in charge of. He left town, as far as I know. However, his ex-wife, I happen to know where she lives. And if you want to check in with her, perhaps she will be able to direct you in an appropriate direction. I, okay, but let's, let's tie a couple of ideas together right now. You had an affair with this man's wife. Yes. And you are vehemently denying the fact that I might have siblings. Yes, I'm fairly certain that there are no siblings in Cavalosha. In Cavalosha, where where might siblings be? I've been to many places, and I can't always remember every single thing that I've done. And and I'm just saying, no one has ever come to me <sighs> saying that they were my child. So I am assuming there are no children. Oh no. Oopsie. Uh, I'm trying to think. There's this garden tool that you dig into the ground, and if you pull it, it, it tills the ground a little bit. You know what it's called by any chance? Um, uh, Hollybush Feather Token. No, it's it's a flat, it's flat, and you just kind of dig it into the ground. Little curve. Uh, small curve, like 90 degrees. It goes, and pull. Oh, ladder. Uh, no, no, no. are you fa- calling my father a hoe? What? No, I'm not calling your father a hoe. I was just thinking of one all of a sudden. I don't know why. 
<laughs> All right. Oh. Uh, I, well, I like I, that, Lamar. That's good. If we move forward with this, I assume we would need to speak to the former Lady Crandall to find out where her, the former Lord Crandall is, if he is the one behind this. If he's behind it, then she might know where he is. But again, I haven't seen the man in what, five, six years. Not since the, the shirt business went, went under. Uh, and where might this Lady Crandall be? Uh, he gives you an address. So she has where she should be. Best known, known location that I know about. Unless she's moved on. People do that sometimes. Yeah. Um, Why does shirt business sound familiar, Jim? <laughs> uh, because you do recall that the doctors that you rescued from the brown-robed, green-paint-speckled mercenaries uh, were hiding out in a defunct shirt factory. Um, you mean the shirt factory at where we found the the doctors all locked up? Was that yours? <laughs> no, in Lowtown? Maybe. Yes. I mean, again, <laughs> I haven't visited the place in many years. Uh, yeah, it was a uh, terrible business idea. Not my idea, certainly. No, those guys say they make fan rate pay when they're running away. Yeah, they say fan rate gonna pay. Well, one thing that I'm certain of is that it must be totally unrelated to anything I've ever done because I've only ever looked out for Fanray and 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 tried to and look at all that money that I was saving for her inheritance. Hmm. So uh, far, technically well, not a lie. Well, maybe we go to Lady's house. What's insight in this system, Jim? Uh, insight would be perception is pretty much across the board. All right, I want to do a perception on the the specific phrasing. Of sure, I looked out for Fanray. Yes, <laughs> twenty two. I mean, the dude seems uh, very genuinely upset and sort of backed into a corner, um, and and <clears throat> you can tell in his interactions with Fanray and the way that he talks about her that he does care for her quite a great deal um, and part of the reason that he's so upset is because he knows that um, really delving into his past behavior would uh, definitely prove him to be far less of a father than he would like to see himself as well, so, that's, that's my suspicion is that he's not actually a father hmm. rather a caretaker Okay, based on that phrasing but okay Hmm. Well, Lady Fanray, what do you want to do? You want to go talk to your possible stepmama? Oh, I I guess we need to. Okay, Dad, you're going to come along with us, yeah? Oh, no, I think it might be best if my father stays in protective custody where he can't leave. Or get in any more trouble. Or see this woman. Ever again. Good to know that you're looking out for my well-being and safety. Yes, your daughter, I believe I will stay here. I'll leave Barry so he can keep you company. Weird. But okay. Well, just kind of, does your wife have green hair, Jim? <laughs> she does currently have green hair. He's going to ignore that. <laughs> 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 
she's doing makeup. She's doing a makeup TikTok. So oh, she's got wow. that out. Oh, that's like I a beetle dice. She's going for a beetle dice. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Take it one more time, Jared. Love it. Nope. <laughs> Hello, Can we bring friends. her along on our tour? <laughs> Intimidation checks. Yeah. Nope. Uh, All right. You begin making your way through the city toward this woman's house. The former Lord Crandall's wife. Following Lord Mathel's advice, you head to a modest home on the east end of the city, owned by a, by one Emilia Theropoli, formerly Crandall. The house itself must be no more than two or three rooms under a thatched roof, but neat collections of flower give this humble abode a friendly air. What do you do? Need uh, comment. <laughs> no, no, Ben. No. Oh, no, no. Um, what am I looking on. at again? Who wants to knock? A house. I don't know. Khan just walks up and knocks. Knock on the door. Okay. Knock on the door. Uh, and just a moment later, a woman opens it. Uh, she's a rather large woman with bits of gray in her hair and a look of sadness in her eyes. She regards you all with suspicion through her cracked door. Can I help you? Don't be sad, lady. Have pickle. No, no. One talk. Not. Who, uh, um, what? Uh, Fenray. Want to talk? No. Uh, hello. Um, I am Fenray Mithel. Um, I hear you might have known my father at some oh, point. Oh, yes. I'm well aware of who your father is. Walter is a scourge on this city, and I curse his name. Right. Um, more and more people seem to be saying that. Uh, so we are looking for the Lord Crandall uh, to ask him a few questions about some recent events. Well, I don't know where he is, and I haven't seen him for several years. However, after our divorce, he did keep an old farmhouse outside the city. Last I knew, several years ago, uh, it was still in his name. It's the only place I can think of in this entire wretched place that he might still call home. Um, thank you. Uh... Uh, off-topic question. Do you have any children? No. All right. Uh, perception. Oh, check. is this... <laughs> is Walter still sick? You can see she's getting angry now, even without a perception check. She, like, sort of... Is that man, that wretched... <sighs> Your father, listen to me, your father, if, if you are here protecting him or in his name, I suggest that you get yourself as far away from that man as possible. I'll have you know, is he still, is he still spreading rumors about us? Um, After, maybe? He's, <laughs> listen, I was never with your father in any capacity. I barely knew the man. He was in business 
uh, a business that, by the way, went under after your father absconded with all of the seed money that my my husband put into it. Um, and then he began spreading rumors that I had slept with him, which I never did. But my husband wouldn't believe me. And it became so untenable around here that, that I had no choice but to, to leave him on my own. I wasn't about the money. Certainly, that's not what destroyed our marriage. It was the fact that your father wouldn't shut up about something that never happened, and my dumb husband didn't believe me. Wow. I really don't like him now. This is a lot for one day. Hey, Fenry, how are you feeling? Not great. Hmm. Oh, okay. We go. We go farmhouse. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, uh, come on, Fenry. Thank you for your help. Um, I am sorry that you ever had to meet my father. As am I. I put the pickle on the doorstep and brush it off a little bit. Me <laughs> back out. One last question before we leave. Do you happen to know how much? Uh, that seed money total, <clears throat> what the total was. My husband put maybe 400 gold scales into that stupid shirt, silk shirt business. I warned him it sounded shady and I couldn't imagine anybody actually wanting to wear the darn things. But he insisted that his old buddy Walter had a, a splendid idea. So they mm. they started producing shirts and nobody would buy them and then all of a sudden the accounts were empty and contracts were voided and the business collapsed. My husband lost everything. Uh, again, I am sorry and thank you for your time. And Jim Jam, it's about that time that Harry Plopper finally catches up to the group. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, slow moving, Harry. Here, I carry you this time, okay? Okay. And and Shayog plops him up on her shoulder. Pop him up on her shoulder. You leave. The former Lady Crandall's small hovel on the east end of the city and begin making your way toward a farmhouse. She identified as Dowry Farms. Uh, does anybody have a society check they can make for me? Me. Oh, not terrible. 16. You said Dowry Farms, Jim? Yes. Jim, Jim, I do have society, but I'm going to use a feat called dubious knowledge uh so i'm probably going to fail this um yep i did but when i when i fail a skill i learn a bit of true knowledge and a bit of erroneous knowledge oh uh, i see what you've done but i don't have any way to differentiate which is which sure well i got an 18 on my society check so if that helps at all Sure. Um, you are aware of Dowry Farms. It is several miles outside the city. It'll take you a few hours, actually, to get there, but you should be able to get there by sundown if you left now. Um, you know that it was named because it was actually uh, originally passed as a dowry uh, during some old noble marriages uh, 
Uh, and it is also uh, said to have been defunct for decades now. And it is claimed that there is a treasure buried beneath dowry farms uh, that no one has ever uh, managed to find. Yes, but Jim Jam, what do I know? So those are all the things that I can. So I, I can't really tell you an additional piece of information I want because the if I tell you knowledge. a specific thing. I want the if erroneous I tell, knowledge. If I tell you a specific thing, then you'll know which thing is erroneous. So yeah, just know that it. something I've already said is erroneous. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um. Oh. <laughs> we go. Yes, we go. You begin making your way to Dowry Farms. And indeed, it does take you several hours to get there. The farmhouse that Amelia told you about, told you about is to the city's south. And it does take several hours to get there. When you arrive, the sun is very low on the horizon, casting a fiery twilight glow over the dead and overgrown farm. Crandall may have kept it, but it certainly wasn't to work the fields. The house itself seems almost abandoned, but a flickering light from an upper floor window betrays that impression. What do you do? Uh, Shag walks right up to the door. Uh, sure. Very sorry. Could you put me down now? What? Oh, uh, down? Yes. Oh, okay. Please. Okay, plop. <laughs> uh, so she sets him down, and then she says, "Hello, anybody here? Please." Uh, you shout. And you actually see like a shadow move across a curtain up uh, in the in the lighted window, um, and it gets pulled aside, and you see a, a face look out, but then quickly disappear. Uh, second floor, Jim. Second floor. Uh, Oopsie's gonna scale it. You gonna scale the wall? Okay, make an athletics check. Uh, while Oopsie scales the wall, Khan uh, produces flame in his hand. He looks at Fanray. We can get him out. 23. 23? <laughs> okay, uh, Oopsie is like successfully scaling this this <clears throat> dilapidated house. Uh, finds Keenholz is scampering up uh, and, and within just a few moments he manages to get to the window itself. Uh, how, how do I... I guess I should stealth and then peek in. Sure. Uh, make a stealth check and peek in. While he's doing that, uh, uh, Harry will look at at Khan and and say, um, Ooh, um, "Can I can I show you something very fast?" Uh, yes. This and he he produces a stone and he's like, "This is a Phil Oso sphere stone." <laughs> And he throws it up in the air and it starts uh, floating. The, the philosophere stone starts floating around. Mr. Plopper, every time you speak, a part of me sinks. And I don't know why. Um, <laughs> Kanshaka, make a perception check. Uh, 18. 18. You are looking around and you're, you're looking down at Harry Plopper. And you can see something that catches your eye. It looks like some of the grass around here has been spattered 
with green paint. And as you begin sort of following with your eyes that trail, you see a, a scrap of brown cloth that looks sticky with dried blood. And you follow your, your eyes, follow the trail a little deeper into some of the grass. And you do, in fact, see like what looks like a, a torn leather boot sticking out of some tall grass. And as you're connecting all of these things, there is a rustle in some of the one of the, the, the overgrown field. And you hear this horrendous gut-wrenching scream come from within the field. And it is not a human scream. It is some horrible shrieking call that sounds so inhuman and so unnatural that you can't even begin to place it. However, you find it to be so deeply disturbing that I need everybody to make, except for Oopsie and except for Harry Plopper, to make a will save and then oh, roll initiative. No. Oh, no. Mm. Oh, thank God. Uh, Will's for 26. Out of 20 on the stealth, Jim. Plus, plus 10 to Will's great. <laughs> I'm burning dice. Okay, so I've got... Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. What happened? She's burning her dice. Just guess, Jim. Was it a natural one? It was. It was a total of seven. Oh. So oh. this piercing shriek that I'm comes from this. within the field seems to like reverberate within your body, uh, turning your stomach. Uh, and you're already having a real bad day. And this piercing cry, like everything goes blurry. Your eyes like water. Your nose begins to bleed. You are sickened too and slowed one. Oh. Um, hey, you're like my speed. Kanshaka, what was your total? 26. 26, you're okay. Shayag, what was your total? 23. 23. Oh, I'm sorry. Even on a success... You are sickened one, Kanshaka. What 23? Is 23. Sickened is a minus one to everything across the board, basically. Yeah. Uh, on a failure, Kishayog, which a 23 is, you are sickened two. Uh, that was uh, a failure. Harry Plopper's immune because it's a mental effect. Uh, Oopsie was immune because he's too far away. But I do need initiatives from everybody, and I heard Oopsie had rolled stealth for initiative. Yeah. So you are at 20? 20. All right, oopsie. So you hear this horrible shriek, and you see something, like, rushing out of the tall, tall grass that you can't even see what it is. You just know it's rushing towards your friends uh, down below. Uh, Khan Shaka. Uh, am I going? Because I rolled... Uh, I need to know what your initiative is. I'm about to say, uh, I rolled uh, 17. 17 for Khan Shaka. Shayog? 19. 19 for Shayog. Fanray. 14. 14 for Fanray and Harry Plopper. Harry Plopper rolled a wizardly 13. A wizardly 13. And now I have to roll initiative because I forgot to do that. 
in all of my chaos, I forgot to roll initiative. So that is going to be going first. So you all hear this shriek, and then something comes rushing out of the tall grass. And when you see it, it is this weird, misshapen, walking, lumpy, root creature. It looks almost like a cross between a maggot, a child, and a collection of roots. And it has this huge, shrieking mouth that it just rushes Harry Plopper with and tries to clamp down on him with its okay. jaws. Okay. Um, so the Philosophy yes. Stone, um, uh-huh. it, it is an actual spell. <laughs> sure. um, uh, it is the Shattering Gem. So uh, I gain one more hit point. Okay. And, or uh, one more to my AC. And sure. then if you hit it, you you hit the you, you have to roll a flat check to see if you hit the gem instead. What is the flat check? So I'll roll the flat it's check a, first. It's a DC eleven flat check on a success. DC eleven the gem, flat check on okay. a success. The gem blocks the attack. Usually it's the opposite way where yeah you I know fail it's weird this, but it's so weird I want it's below written. an eleven. I guess. Sure. Or maybe maybe I should roll the flat check. I don't. What spell are you? Because now, now look what, you, look what you've done. Gem. I'm sorry. It's called shattering gem. <laughs> look That's exactly what you're doing. You are shattering gem. Uh, shattering gem. <laughs> That's like your big move. Um. Okay. Two action to cast, range touch, one creature, duration one minute. Large gem floats around the target in an erratic pattern. Gem has five hit points. Each time a creature strikes the target, the target attempts oh, a DC okay. a, a flat check. Okay. On a success, the gem blocks the target. So the attack first damages the gem, then applies remaining damage to the target. Okay. Gem is reduced Sounds to good. Immediate. Okay. So you do need to make a flat check. I rolled a natural one. You rolled a natural one. <laughs> So that would be a failure. A failure. So this thing uh, absolutely strikes you with its jaws, and that is going to deal some damage. Uh, okay. Uh, oops, that was the wrong die. Sorry, I thought it was... No, wait, no, it was the correct die. It was, in fact, that bad. So seven <laughs> plus four is 11 points of damage, and it grabs you with hey, its Jim. jaws. Yes? Um, yeah. Well, you know that Harry uh, is undead. Yes. Oh, and what happens to undead creatures when they reach zero? They oh. fall apart and become inanimate. You had 11 hit points? I never got healed from that stupid can. I couldn't eat anything. <laughs> no, I thought she was... Wait, wait, no, 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 no. no. No, no, didn't you eat the monster? Yes, didn't you got that was crawling can. out of the house. <laughs> That's right. You got hit by a rock as you were climbing. So, yeah, oh. that makes sense. Um, and you can see this creature, like, grabs him in its jaws, and its whole, like, mandible, be- like, its jaws begin, like, pump, like, it's trying to suck something out of him, but nothing happens. Uh, and it like spits him out in disgust. Uh, uh, and, and it seems enraged by a lack of, of sustenance from this, this undead body. And as you all watch, 
we see that Harry Plopper doesn't get back up. He doesn't stir. He just lies there inert on the ground as this creature uh, shrieks in rage. And it is, that was its turn. So, oopsie, what do you do? Crazy. Um, I'm at the window, yes? You are at the window. (laughs) For my first action, I'd like to look in the window. Sure, make a perception check. So cold. That is so cold. He's just, so just gone. Just just gone. <laughs> off the screen. Dead. Get off uh, the screen. Dead. 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 14%. God, tech. <laughs> you, say- <laughs> you, uh, you see that uh, you only see shapes and lights. <laughs> inside but you do think that you're looking into a room in which there is one occupant who is sitting at a desk uh and it looks to be like you watch for just a couple of seconds and it looks like the man might be drinking or eating something uh second action i'd like to stealthily slip inside uh sure um that would be very difficult to do so on like you can tell there's basically no way to open the window and get inside unnoticed okay based on the i was the assuming was facing. Just like a, a hole versus a pain okay then yeah. forget that uh i will turn my attention to my compatriots sure um is there an awning or something where I could get feet purchased or do I have to go the whole way? No, down? you would have to go back down. You could drop down to the ground uh, or you could just climb down. Yeah, I'll drop down. That's okay, make an acrobatics check if you want to avoid that damage. Uh, it's only an eight. An eight? But I'm an uh, unbreakable is... goblin. Okay, what does that mean? <laughs> when I fall, reduce the falling damage as though you fell half the distance. Oh, nice. Okay, so you'll just take half damage from this. Uh, two points of falling damage. Uh, as you your, your unbreakable bones absorb most of the shock. Uh, and then I will draw my sling. John sling out uh, Shayog. Uh-huh. Shayog... Uh takes her falchion uh and then how far away am i from the creature uh maybe only 10 apart? feet 15 oh, feet yeah wonderful uh, yeah. i walk up to him and i would like to take one giant swing uh, go for it that will be uh and oh is this minus two right uh yes so that, because of the so second condition that'll be an 18 18 is a hit oh Jeez. Okay. Sorry. I got so excited there. Here we go. Eight. Twelve points. Damn it. Oh, geez. Yeah. Um, make a perception check as well. This will be a free thing for you. Okay. Uh, Fourteen. Fourteen. You can kind of tell that this creature uh, is a, like, sickly and shriveled like maybe it's like starving and it also looks like it's been pretty hacked up recently as well like this is this this thing is is like desperate and horrible it's certainly horrible you don't feel any pity for it but but it looks like it has been in a scrap recently and is uh uh, not doing very well hopefully you'll be able to take Mm. it down quickly uh but that was move up and attack so that's two actions uh, you have a third I took one? out my. I took out. Oh, my. that's right, drawing so, weapon. So, Khan yeah. Shaka. Uh, I already said I produced flame before all this happened. Okay, so that's true. You did. I'm going to 
walk up to it. Okay. And punch it with my flame hand. Sure. And punch it with my regular hand. So first thing, flame hand. Ooh, that might not do it. Um, ooh, that might not do it. Uh, seven plus eight, 15. 15 is not going to do it. Uh, I'm going to swing, swing again, because what's the worst okay. thing that happen? Yeah. Minus, with a hand, is that minus four or minus five? Uh, minus four. Much better. Uh, minus four, that is a 17. Minus four, that is a 13. Plus eight, that is a 22. Minus one, because I am frightened. 21. Yeah, you did it. All right. Uh, that is 1d4 plus four. Maximum damage. Eight points of fire damage. Eight points of fire damage, you say? Yes. Okay, you note that this creature catches incredibly easily, and you actually deal an extra five points of damage because of its weakness to flames. So it takes 13 points of damage, and it looks like it's certainly going to die soon. I mean, you just, like, decimate this creature. Um, Fanray, what do you do? Things have been looking very down for Fanray today. Uh, yeah, she's had a rough day. Um, she's going to draw her bow and take a shot. Okay. Fire oh, away. Boy. Uh, and this is at a minus two because I am sickened two. Okay. Will a 16 hit? 16 will not hit. Cool. That's my turn. Mm. All right. We're at the top. I slowed one, so only two actions. Gotcha. Uh, Uh, It would be Harry Plopper's turn, but he has been destroyed. So we go to this creature's turn. It sees the flames wrapped around Kanshaka's hands, and it just lunges for him. In a rage. I'm gonna go ahead and sink you there, Jim. Just go ahead and get Boo. this out of the way. Yeah, no. Boo. Yeah, no. I like it. Yeah, don't worry. You'll still roll dumb. Can I also sink it? Can I also sink it? And I'm gonna sink it from the grave. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. Harry Plopper. Harry? <laughs> I wanna remind you guys they have three attacks. Okay, Wait. so that was a I'll total of three sinks, you said? I'm saving my sink no. for the second attack. I'll save my sink for the third attack. So that's two sinks? Yes. Yes. Two sinks on this. It takes my total to a 15. Does not hit. <laughs> Lamar, what is your armor class? 17. Okay, good. I was worried that I was off by one, which would have meant that the... <laughs> The sink from beyond the grave was what sank and me. Luckily, luckily, Ben's action had no effect on me. Whew, thank goodness. That <laughs> <laughs> will be its first attack. So it is going to attack a second time, but instead of leading with the jaws, this time it tries to lash out with this weird thorny vine growing out of its stomach. It tries to slash you, Think. which is going to be sunk. So that makes my mm, that makes the total fifteen, which is uh, a miss with the thorny vine. And then I have a third attack, 
So I might and as well take it. That shall be sunk. And it shall also be sunk. So thirty thorny vine coming at you again, Kanshaka. <sighs> Eleven. <laughs> so not a good turn for me. Man, that was, that was unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> oh good. Oopsie's oopsie's not concerned. Wait a sec. Oh, dang it. Go ahead, oopsie. It's too late now. You noticed your reroll? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oopsie's not concerned uh, about Harry because he just thinks that Moldavort will bring him back again. Um, It's fair. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to fire off with this sling three shots. Uh, It does have a reload of one. Well, then I'll fire off two shots because I have to load it. Because I drew it last round. That's right. Load right. Fire. You're correct. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's not the best. It's only a 17 to hit. 17 is a miss. Damn it. Um, <clears throat> and then I will draw my short sword. Okay. You abandon the sling and go for the short sword, which takes us to Shayog's turn. Okay, she's gonna take a big old swing. A big old swing. Big old, oh, I would love to use my reroll. <laughs> Since I rolled a one. Ew. <laughs> That's better. That's better. Uh, twenty three. Twenty. Yeah, you you got him. You got him pretty good. Hey, help me out, help me out. Oh, six points. Six points of damage. damage. You slash into this thing. It's still alive. Uh, still kicking. Can I hit him again? I hope you don't, but you are technically allowed to by the rules <laughs> of the game. Uh, Let's see. Oh, 14. 14 is a miss. Oh, come on. Can I try it one more time? <laughs> yeah, you technically can. This is a minus 10. <laughs> oh, I got 20! I got 20! I got 20! <laughs> okay, what's what's the total? Because the way crits work now, so we have to figure out what the total well, is. So It's a plus zero to that. So it's just a flat 20? So it's a flat 20. Okay, a flat 20, because a flat 20 would be a success, um, then that gets bumped to a crit, so it is still a crit. Oh, yeah. oh. Oh my gosh. So we're gonna pick. kill it. Kill it. I'm gonna kill it. I'm gonna kill it right now. 2d10 plus 12. Okay. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> it's dead. No, it's dead. You know, it's rolling this one. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> At minimum 14. 10, yeah. <laughs> 10 11. Uh, so that'd be 23. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you just, just. Yeah decimate this thing. Uh, it tries to like whip its thorny uh, vine at Kanshaka uh, mm-hmm. one last time as it goes down and you just come down, shing, shear it off and then boom, lop off its head uh, and the thing just falls apart into a mass of dirt and blood. Surprisingly, there's blood in there. Um, though the creature itself doesn't seem to be, it's almost like when you cut it open, it had blood inside it but it does not bleed. It's just the blood that was already there just like spills out into the grass. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. And it's dead. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, that was for Harry, wherever you are. 
Con Con walks over to Harry Plopper, uh, takes off its robes, casts produce flame, and makes sure the body's burned. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I will cast, I will produce flame until the body is actually absolutely. I think Harry Plopper's done, Ben. (laughs) Um, Because it is undead. It is truly undead, and it needs to be at peace. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, Produce Flame is a cantrip. Yeah, I know. You you can just... You can do that. Uh, Can't be stopped. So funny. That is rough going for Harry Plopper. (laughs) (laughs) No passes. The little boy zombie wizard. I can't. I can't heal him anyway. <laughs> so might as well make sure he's dead. <laughs> he stays at rest. Make sure there's there's man upstairs. In oh, house. I'll produce flame. Chuck it through the window. Okay. <laughs> First, <laughs> you my eyes are just huge. The whole thing is kind of is very matter of fact. It's like this is what you do. We want him out the house and get out the house. May, may point out in fields with dead vines, just pointing out. Fire natural. It's okay. I can create water. You light the house on fire <laughs> with produce flame. And uh, it, doesn't, the door. <laughs> it doesn't take very long for a man to come stumbling out of the front of the house. And he looks at all of you and he just kind of laughs. He says, welcome to my farm. What now? You burned my house. (laughs) What do you want? Uh, He steps away from the house as the the conflagration starts to (laughs) to spread a little bit uh, and the heat gets a little bit much. He kind of winces and steps away from the house like choking and waving. Um, he's got a bottle of wine in his hand. So, uh, Fanray Mithel, look at you. What do you want? Um, well, I guess I'd like to know if you're behind the madness that has come over the city and uh, has blamed my family. Yes. He takes another sip of the wine. And he's sort of like, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, I am. Yes. That's going well for you, I assume. Oh. So, yes. what do you want from me? Do you want to drag me back to the city and make me tell everybody that, <laughs> I, um, that, uh, that it was me who oh. did this? I have a bad feeling this dude poisoned his own wine. Yeah. You see he's like swaying on his feet now and his like hand loosens and the bottle of wine in his hand just drops down to the ground. I hate to tell you that I'm not going to be absolving you of anything, Miss Mithel. And how can I when you burned me and killed me? And he just sort of collapses face first into the dirt. Oh. Oh. Um. Can someone please check that he's not actually dead? Can we save him at all? Is there anything we can do? Um, Otherwise, I am screwed. Oopsie pulls a charm off of his necklace. Okay. Throws it into the ground. <clears throat> okay. And a a holly bush springs forth 
from the ground. That okay. Has two uh, D four berries on it. Okay. Let's see how many berries it is. Got four berries. Okay. Um, in a uh, interact it interact action, I will okay. grab a berry uh, and put them in his face and just Great. make him swallow it. You rush forward. And you grab him, and he's like just completely limp in your hands. You shove these berries into his mouth. I don't, I don't know what that does, um, but either way, you can tell as you're like trying to like force these berries into his mouth that it's too late. His face uh, is completely blue. The veins on his neck are like black and almost like, like standing out against his skin. Um, uh, and try uh, as you might, wait, wait, you realize that he's already dead. Damn it! I have as you're standing there, <laughs> as you're standing there, and the house burns. Uh, everybody else, make a perception check. Oh dear, John Cena. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Okay. Nineteen. You all begin to hear something in the distance. It sounds like a great number of horses and men. And as you look in the direction of this uh, sound and commotion, from the direction of the city, you do indeed see a great dust cloud that grows closer and closer and closer. And sure enough, you see, uh, before too long, maybe 30 riders in full plate fanning out across the farm. They wear a crest on their armor of a snarling wolf with a rabbit in its jaws. Anybody who has, uh, or anybody who would like, can make a society check. 18. 18. 18. Uh, 24. Ooh. The crest <clears throat> of a snarling wolf with a rabbit in his jaws is the known crest of House Velask. The name Velask might be familiar to any of you who had once been on a mission to take a young woman turned to stone across the lake to Stayhill Village who claimed that she was in fact running away from her father Lord Velask and perhaps it is this very man who rides up to the burning farmhouse he's sort of looking at it and he's looking at all of you he doesn't seem phased by a whole lot of this when he gets down off of his horse as his soldiers sort of fan out across the farmhouse. Um, he said, my, 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 what has happened here? Here I am, come to inspect the property that I purchased from one Lord Crandall, only to find him dead and surrounded by armed individuals, his house ablaze. You are a HEI, yes, I, I think. Is that? Yeah, yeah. He, oh, yes, yes. Mm. You know, some in the city say heroes, but I hear so many other whispers these days. I mean, accusations fly that the company bullied the Dragonfall Championship Commission into giving their representatives the top prizes even after they were disqualified from the games this year. Some whisper they're central to a scandal in House Obisario poisoning a boar during a sacred traditional hunt. I even heard... But HEI is responsible for letting kobolds run rampant in the forest to terrorize rural communities, trying to extort contracts from people who can barely afford to feed themselves. Dreadful business, if any of that were true. I haven't really weighed in publicly yet on such accusations. I have a responsibility to have all of the effects before I do 
Because as a nobleman in Cavalosia, my voice carries quite a bit of weight. I have to confess that my judgment might be a bit clouded these days because I am, of course, a grief-stricken man over my missing daughter. I heard, and again, who knows, with all the rumors flying these days, that she was kidnapped by, some say, agents of HEI, taken across the lake where they killed some of the ferry crew who threatened to expose their crimes. I don't know what to believe in my current state. But I do know that if HEI recovered my daughter and brought her to me, or, or just knew where she was and told me, why, that would certainly alleviate any doubts I had about the business. I would certainly recognize the organization for the true heroes that they would be in those circumstances. No failure to alleviate this grief over my heart may cause such doubts to fester until I could no longer hold my tongue on the matter. So what do you think? I just want to lift the guy and be like, he dead, drink, drink poison. Him oh, is, is that is that what I'm seeing? Yep, poison right there. Mm. Hard yeah. to tell. No, no, pretty easy to tell. <laughs> See that thing over there? I set that thing on fire and the house, uh, that guy did it. And then he drank clearly the cups next to him. And I have no idea who your father is. By the way, my name is Khan Shaka from the Shaka Khan. I like bears. And who is your daughter? Who are you? And like, hi. Why, hello, yes. My daughter, well, she's missing. That's terrible. You yes, see, it is terrible. We have a hierarchy. There's a guy uh, who gives us our missions, and he's the one you should be really talking to because that's the one who tells us what to do. Well, it does sound like you might have some information for me. I mean, you seem to be quite knowledgeable about all this, yes? So then you do know where my daughter was taken? Me? I have no idea where your daughter was taken. I was there when we hunted the boar. That was a good hunt. And I was there when we gratefully got our prizes for actually defeating all of the championships. On the oh, night. it's excellent to know this very specific information about you, Mr. Shaka. Please Hi. tell me more. Yes, we also saved the uh, country from, not the country, the little town from a bunch of uh, rampaging animals that was released. And then uh, um, we saved a bunch of doctors. Con, 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 con. Yes? Have a pickle. I throw a pickle at him. <laughs> at the guy? No, at con. <laughs> I con Shaka, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Oh. Did I do something wrong? Not at all, Mr. Shaka. Not at all. Well, I will have to um, uh, ask that you remove yourselves from my recently purchased farm. I do have some investigating to do of the events on the grounds, and I'll have to submit a detailed report on what I think happened here. Are you sure none of you have any information on where my daughter is? Just this man. Khan actually doesn't do anyone to know what happened to her. <laughs> he was not part of that adventure. <laughs> uh, Shayog looks at Fanray and says, Do you know anything about these? No. Oh, okay. Do you? Me? No. I did hear. I did hear that there was a goblin lad in Stay Hill Village not too long ago. 
That's a halfling. Rumors are that he <laughs> might know exactly where she is. No goblins here, just halflings. I like tuck my hood up a little more. Very well. Very well. But I'm afraid. I am afraid. Uh, I will have to conduct this investigation without your help and make my findings independently. Don't don't drink that wine. It's poison wine. Uh, he motions to some of the the riders who have, have sort of uh, says, "Please escort these people off of my farm." By the way, and, you probably should not have bought this farm. There's a lot of weird shit happening around here. Mm. Well, uh, listen, uh, we know nothing. Look at us. We are, uh, we're gonna go now. Uh, so enjoy your new, uh, the farm. You've made your position very clear. Uh, <laughs> Lord. Yes. There are rumors of a another lord in this city uh, that had a very cavalier relationship with many women. Is it possible that your daughter was one? I don't know anything about that. All I know is that my daughter has been missing for a while, and I would very much like to recover her. How long was the while again? Uh... The it would have been several weeks past um, that the the ferry ride across the lake was not cons was not cons thing. <laughs> so everything he said was, was involved in that, and then Shayog was there when they went and found her uh, later yeah. on. Pickle so. hunting, pickle mm-hmm. hunting. Shayog was part of the pickle hunt. Oopsie was part of the pickle hunt and the delivery mm-hmm. of one Kimber Velask across to Stay Hill. Everything go wrong with Oopsie there. So with that, the uh, the Lord has several of his men escort you off the farm grounds, which continue to burn behind you, um, and you make your way back to Cavalosha. Fanray, without really any hope of clearing her name by having the person responsible actually make a mention of of their complicity in it, uh, and wondering if perhaps anybody in the city will ever believe that her family was innocent of the charges laid against them. Uh, also knowing that there is now a vengeful lord who seems to at once know enough to be trouble, but not enough that he has very specific information that he would like to have. So perhaps your silence has bought a young woman uh, looking to escape her father some time, but at what cost to ourselves, you must wonder. And with that... We will bring our episode to a close because it is time for that to happen. (laughs) Oh, boy. Jim? Yes? I know I'm like, it's six hit points, but my heart is at zero. Uh, (laughs) Zero hit points. You're mean. You like wrecked her whole life. Like every aspect of everything. Henry's entire world was just destroyed. Everything just went up in flames. Well, her I will say this. Literally. Some of us literally went up in flames, Candace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did. Calm down, calm down, ghost Ben. Calm down. <laughs> I will say this, and perhaps perhaps it's an object lesson in what in 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 perhaps uh, what not to do. But Anray 
Fanray gave me the most detailed and interesting backstory. So it is the one that I guess I chose to use to to emotionally punish the players with. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Can we do oh. a video for Harry Plopper? Copyright strikes. Oh, I love it. I love it because Khan oh. has nothing to do with any of it. <laughs> you instigated the whole thing. I did mm-hmm. no such thing. You stole the cassava fruit or whatever. It had nothing to do that, with what happened. That was me. No, he, well, I stole it and we stole one. partnered together. Yes. Yeah. But yes. as far as like the family secretly being bastards or all that stuff has nothing to do with Khan. Khan you're didn't pulling, even be pulling innocent people like Shayog, Oopsie, and Peepa into this nonsense. First thing, and Khan Harry has been, Plopper. Khan dead. has been with so many adventures with you guys. None of you have clean hands. None of you. None of you have clean hands. Uh, I just came to cut things up and have a great time. So I just eat pickles. <laughs> I used to eat people. <laughs> That's true. Um, um, actually, where was it? Voss in chat said the lesson is don't make an undead character? Question mark. That is one lesson that can yeah. be pulled from. What all was this. your total hit points there, Ben? I had seventeen, and so when he crit me with a can that threw up my head for eight hit points and took me down seven, and I had nothing to eat. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. I'm coming. You should have killed somebody and eaten them. I'm coming back as Moldavort. Should have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> earlier. <laughs> oh no. Um, Shayog, is Shayog level two or level one right now? Two. Two? Okay, good. Okay. So everybody's level two, as we should be. Uh, we will return next week for another episode of Heroic Endeavors. Uh, until then, I don't know. Uh, don't make undead characters and never trust your father. I will see you all later. Bye, everybody. Happy Father's Bye, everybody. Day! Thank you beyond so much for listening. Hope to adventure with you so soon on a live episode at twitch.tv slash thedatnetwork. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, do do all the things. And if you are really in the game because of the music, don't forget to download the Sirenscape app for free to get started. Use the link in the description and let them know we sent you.